Welcome to In The Stiffs. Um, thank you very much to our sponsors for Series 2, Budge & Motors. Been established for 40 years. Best car dealership in Shropshire. Debatable. We've, well, we've all had cars from there. Gav, you had a, you, you've been to Budge & Yeah, a few times now. Dave, two big time. The only, the only one's Teslas, Tesla's, doesn't he? But to be fair, though, they do do Teslas. Do any car. You want a car, they'll get you a car. No, I, I just spoke tonight. They are fast, to be fair. You know they're good when Dave's on side with them. I've been up um, at 20%. Have we sorted out the discount? Come down, come down to budget, mentioning the stiffs, and what, what we'll have to sort out. was that? Discount? Yeah, about 90%. Yeah, that'll have to be sorted <laughs> out at, um, at the showroom. Yeah, to be confirmed, that one. Yeah. I was saying to Sam earlier, you know, people say, what did you learn in the game? I learned a lot of stuff, what not to do. You're 44 now then, aren't you? 43. 43. It's young though, isn't it? 43. That's, Our stats are all over the place. That's amazing. Isn't that young, really, nowadays, is it? And yeah, well, you had a call when you were 18 at birth school. There's no yeah, insurance yeah. and no tax or anything yeah. on that. <laughs> no, There's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, I had a Sunbed shop on the top of our road, which was called Tenerife, I think it was called. <laughs> They, they were terrified to come in our dressing rooms, weren't you? When they were kids, you could see it yeah. in their faces, but it gave them that grand. Oh, the Euros. How long in? Sorry, I shouldn't have brought that up. 15 minutes in and the Euros have come out. There's a shock, oh, isn't it? Nice. Could you do anything different then, do you reckon? Could have not butted that lad and got sent off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me and Luke played every now and then when Jemson wanted a day off or he was injured or whatever. <laughs> that, the, the lads got us over that line. And to be fair, that, that year, that league, it weren't great, was it? Bit of luck as well involved, wasn't yeah, there? Had loads of luck, but I played the front a little bit when Jimmy didn't bring himself on. I thought <laughs> it's when Jimmy brought himself on instead of you, you're a bit disappointed, isn't it? Jimmy Gary had signed both them for us, hadn't yeah, he? he did get yeah. a band back together, get the lads back together. Yeah. How come so I didn't get a call and get involved? So in that? Went to the, uh, Carl Robinson rings me and goes, Don't go to Doncaster. I went, What? He went, Trying to sell you to Doncaster for 50 grand. I went, Joking, he went, No. So when I seen the manager, he went, You can leave. I said, oh, Why he should he give me a chance? He went, oh, I'm bringing a lad called Rodrian from Barcelona to Sheffield Wednesday. I went, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> she said to me 20 years ago, Ryan Lowe, imagine the championship. I would have gone no way. I'd have picked 100 people before you. So was it after five months, we, we, we didn't get paid. There's a saying in life, isn't it? Tough times don't last, tough people do. And, and yeah. I think I was one of them tough people. What I did do is I went down there, sacrificed my family for two and a half years to get them back into Absolutely. League One, definitely. And I've made no mistake about it. We want to try and get in the playoffs next season to try and force our way into, into the big into the big group. He said, and it's that your formation you're going to stick to three five two because you look very well organised and you know you're well structured and you knew what you were doing. I said, well, it is now. You've said that. What do you think, Alison? Yeah, what do you yeah, think? Yeah. Fantastic. As, as we speak today, if a chat, if a, if a Premiership job come available, they're going for them. Right, welcome in the Stiffs podcast, everybody. And um, thanks very much for joining us. It's been a while. Sam Easton, Dave Edwards, Gavin Cowan, and we've got a very, very special guest. Dave, do you want to introduce our special guest? Yes, I will do. Very special guest. So, started his football playing career at Bursco before joining the Football League and coming to Shrewsbury Town. Went on then to play for Chester, Crew, Berry, Sheffield Wednesday, MK Dons, Flipping and Tramia. Made a total of 626 appearances, scoring 185 goals, four promotions with Sheffield Wednesday and Berry as a player, and then moved on to become a manager. Starting at Berry, winning promotion to League One, on to Plymouth, one promotion to League One again, and now manager of the Championships, Preston North End, <laughs> the one and only Ryan Lowe. Ryan, low, low, low. Ryan, low, low, low. Th thanks for having me. Um, you've done me out with a few goals there, though, Dave. 
This is Sam's prep, this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should know, because I've been on your case for these, haven't I? What, I've done 213 career goals, their league goals then, but you should know, all the goals count. All, all goals count. count. 27 goals. Some introduction that. Promo- how many promotions well, a player? Four promotions four, yeah, a player. Four, and you've, yeah. you've already nearly tipped that as a manager, right? <laughs> yeah. Been a manager two yeah. minutes, you've got, yeah. what, two promotions? Yeah, no, mate. It's um, it's been a it's been a whirlwind to be honest. I think it's four years now since obviously this time four years ago I was just getting ready to become a full time manager, if you like, in terms of um, given the opportunity at Berry. It was um, surreal, I must say, that the caretaker roles I had and, and the manager that work with and the manager that work with as a player. I was saying to Sam earlier, you know, people say, what did you learn in the game? I, I learned a lot of stuff, what not to do, <laughs> to be honest with you. And, that, and that's not digging any managers out, or, but that's managers when I play for them and, and even managers who have worked under. So it has it's been a bit of a whirlwind. It's been enjoy, uh, enjoyed every second of it. It's been fantastic to get to the championship within four years as... You're 44 now then, aren't you? 43. 43. <laughs> it's young though, isn't it? 43. That's, oh, that's all over that's the place. It's not that young really nowadays, is it? Cause there's In a management. Lot of young, well, there's a lot of, It might be... Ten, I, I could probably be one of the longest serving managers in, in, in the in the country, maybe. Well, not, probably in the top 10, maybe, with the thoughts. Because for four years, I've been in a full-time job and there's not many managers that get them brains no more, is there? But yeah, it, it has it's been, been enjoyable and one I just want to c- keep continuing to, to keep going wherever I can get to. So let's go right back to the start then, Louis. Obviously, as a player, you first started Bursco, obviously being a scouser, that's that part of the world. Yeah. What was that like? Give us a bit of an insight into do, that. Do you know Scally. what, mate? Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I, we're still actually in touch with all the lads. We've still got a Bursco group, lads. Love that. Chat all them years ago. What's that now? 20, 24 years ago. And they're all good lads. And all what, still in contact. All, all still in contact. That's quite uh, It wasn't a WhatsApp group. It's carrier uh, pigeons back then. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Well, it's only just started the WhatsApp but this, group. But this but, yeah. is no academy or anything. You're not, you weren't signing an academy. No, well, you were 18. You were 18 yeah, playing non-league look, football, I, which go, is unusual, go, isn't it? Yeah, going through. When I was a kid, look, you know, we're, we're looking at the kids outside now. We were talking about them, how good they played and how good they didn't play and what. <laughs> and, I, and I was the same. And there was a time in my career when I was a kid and, and, and I was playing for Liverpool and... I just knew I, I weren't good enough. You know, I knew I was playing with special players like Sir Gerard and that. And, you know, I was a, obviously a striker and I, I knew I wouldn't get the opportunity because behind me was like Sir Fowler's, Owens and stuff coming through the ranks. But a long story short, I had to then go and play Sunday League and find a way and, and playing with people up and, up and down Merseyside, the artists, people on the streets, if you like, and, you know, where I was brought up from and you know, playing for the Sand and Dock and the Waterloo Dock. And then I got introduced to to Peter King and he ended up going to Bersco again which we'll talk about the lads in a minute but I'm not going to name them all they all know who they are and people say what was it like well without them I, I probably wouldn't have went on the journey I went on because uh, as you know Gav you know non-league lads that the characters in them are fantastic aren't they we'll talk Amazing. about it in a minute with the lads who Jimmy Quinn brought with, with us to, to Shrewsbury out of non-league you know yeah. but these lads were so good with me and, and they they give me the belief to say, look, you, you've got something special going on here. Keep doing what you're doing. Pissing on me in the showers and that, obviously. Character building. And then, you know, when you, you get that love for a group of lads and, and you know, when I left them, it was, uh, I was gutted really, but obviously I left them for to start my professional career. But it's career, it's men, season. isn't it? You're playing with, you're yeah, playing with men and you're playing with grounded people who are working, well, scaffolders. It, it, funny funny story, really, Sam. I, listen, you know me, I've always loved my cars and I was fortunate to have a car and, I think I used to get 50 quid a game at um, 
a bear score. And, yeah, well, you fact, had a car when you were 18 at bear score. There's no yeah, insurance yeah. and no tax or anything yeah. on that. <laughs> no, there's nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, no, I think it was £30 and £20 a goal. So anyway, by that time, I'd filled the car up, £30. By the time I got from my house in Anfield to, to, to bear score, the petrol was gone. But... I, I was the soft one, the lads used to go, can you pick us up on the track? I go, yeah, I'll pick you up. So I picked them up, we'd get to the game, you know, we'd win or whatever, they'd go in the balance, they'd have a few pints, and then, you know, I'm still there at eight, nine o'clock, got to bring them all home. But they, they were a fantastic <laughs> group that, that led me into what I was trying to achieve and get it, get into the professional game. And the learning I did in that non-league at Bersco and the promotion we had from Unibond Division 1 to the Premier Division, was was unbelievable. Were you doing anything alongside your football at that point? Eighteen years yeah, old. Do you know what, Dave? Don't, I, don't ask that, Dave. Yeah, no. Me, me, me dad <laughs> and my granddad had a gym in 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 in, um, in Liverpool called Seal Street Gym, and I, at the time, my dad had set me up to. I had a sunbed shop on the top of our road, which was called Tannerif, I think it was called. Tannerif. <laughs> 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 brilliant. And, oh, and brilliant. I had I had my sister at the time who used to work there, and my cousin and. You know, I was getting a few quid off that. And, but if, if the truth be known, at that, that season at Bersco, if I wouldn't have signed for Shrewsby the year later, I'd have signed somewhere because I was sort of hot property in the non-league. You, you know yourself, Gavit, in the non-league, everyone knows the, the best goal scorers, yeah. don't he? You scored a zillion as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I scored 38 goals in one season. Yeah. So I, I always knew I'd get an opportunity. And then it was... From then on, it was Dave Fogg rang me actually because I'd went into Everton, Tranmere, Rochdale, Hull. I was all over the place there, just to name the ones I can remember. Trialing. Trialing, yeah, yeah. And, I, and it got rejected from Mall. I was about to sign for Hull, Warren Joyce, and Gary Brabham were there. And I was getting picked up from him on the, on the Lanks in this Vito van. And he didn't turn up one morning. I thought, where, where are they? Anyway, phones, I'm thinking, no real mobile phones then, know what I mean? It was just like if you had a mobile phone, it was so phone box, not no Joyce. So anyway, I get myself back home. Looks on the news or the teletext, what it was. He'd been sacked as old manager, <laughs> and he was saying he was going to give me a contract. So I had to go back to the drawing board. The knockbacks were relentless, and then it was a, a fella called Sid Benson who was at Everton. I went and actually played a couple of games for Everton's B team, and our Kendall put me said, "Look, you're just a bit too old for us for what we want, but we're going to recommend you to Kevin Ratcliffe and Dave Fogg at Shrewsby." And I got a, call, a phone call off Dave Fogg, and, and he said, "Look, just come in pre-season." Uh, you're going to be just make sure you've got a good attitude and make sure you're fit do plenty of running and you know we'll have a look at you and if you're right we'll, we'll give you a contract and I was I was there for a week and, and they offered me a 12 month contract yeah got the same so, within a week did you yeah I was better than you in that week let me <laughs> I, say I, 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 I can't just, remember just, you mate <laughs> well I can remember you because you couldn't even put a cross on the money I'm waiting come on Sammy's supposed to be playing for Sunderland put one on, on my head that's with what you. makes it even more extraordinary exactly, yeah, that you got signed in a week you got signed yeah. in a week despite doing cross the finishing with me isn't it <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're going to do well let's go 38 goals a year mate if I'm playing left wing <laughs> go back to the missus I was training yeah the geezer on the wing yeah, you can't I miss thought, the first man I thought was it signed as kids from Sunderland I thought he'd be I thought he'd be better but never mind what was the what were the standout characters then when you first walked through the door at Shrews? Was anyone who really kind of, not well, just the big names football wise, but big characters? At the time, the, the main one was obviously Sam because of his curly hair. And, and, and the best look. You look, don't you? And, you know, when you've gone to clubs, Dave, and all he is, you, you, you Google or you'll see who he is. And, and when I'm going, I'm thinking, who are these players? And obviously, Sam was one in terms of coming from Sunderland. You just signed that year as well, Payment, yeah, yeah. didn't you? I signed the same as you and Des. I remember you, I remember, I, I'm joking about that, but you. You come on the first day of pre-season, did yeah. you? Yeah, so you were there from the start. I was there from the me, start, and I remember staying at Mr. Tenches for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, on the corner. So, but the biggest one, Dave, was, was Ian Jenkins. 
He was like a prima donna jenks. Did you did you ever play with Jenks? He's a full back. He's full he back. Play, he played for nah, international when he yeah. played for Northern Ireland. Well, yeah. Back. Oh, he was an international. I couldn't wait to tell you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> play forever. And he was but he was a boss fella and, and he was one that helped me right through it, you know, and ends up um, sharing lifts with him and we take turns a piece of driving in. But he was this kid who played for Dundee. He, he played for Everton a couple of games and Chester, he was a bit of a Chester legend and I'm thinking he was a bit older at the time and he had this big Mondeo ST. You just knew he was one of these fellas who like, you know, he was prim and proper and that he was the he was one of them footballers, proper footballers like and um yeah, him and him and Sam and, and Spencer Whelan was one that stood yeah, out. I remember Spencer Whelan, God bless him, he's not here yeah, with us no more. Yeah. But Scouser, he was but obviously another scouser and then when I once I got to know them, that was my car my car school really and so who was your car school? You you well, Spenner, early doors, there was, <laughs> there was me, Spenner, Jenks, and Dumbavin. So, <laughs> that's all. That is all. Well, that they had impacts, well, didn't yeah, they? Well, well, You're paying for everything next. That's the tight, <laughs> tightest car school well, in the world. What happened was, when I, when I was coming up on trial, um, I, c- I can't remember whether I'd come with Bavo, because obviously being friends with Stevie, he was good mates with Bavo, and, and he still are. And, and, Bavo, and 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 Bavo and Gerald. Yeah, well, you and Bavo and Gerald yeah. best mates, yeah. So um, he phoned him and said, look, listen, my mate Ryan's going up on trial, you look after him. And, and then we're staying with Bavo and his missus at the time in Shirk for a little while as well. Yeah. But the pleasing thing was going back to from base, going, you know, I, I was running every day of the week because I knew I had to go and, you know, be, be fit in, in pre-season. And uh, as I say, my, my lads obviously in your garden there now. God, we just drove past the college and we, um, yeah, Scott, Shrewsbury we College where we used to train. I went, I used to train there, son. He's like, yeah, I'm not bothered. bothered. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're like the memories and that, and like, um, you know, for me to come up and and, and get a pro contract and, and more or less leave Liverpool behind in a, in a way because I did end up obviously living with Sam for large parts of the week as well as the, as my career went on there, but. It was something I'd, I'd wanted to do, and and to get that contract after a week, a twelve month contract was was brilliant. And then obviously further down the line, I think it was there six months, and they offered me a three and a half year contract. So that's when I, I knew I had to get my foot in the door because people say the hardest parts getting the contract, sorry, the easiest parts getting the contract, the hardest parts staying in the game, isn't it? That long, yeah. you know. So yeah, mate, it was a, it was good, and it was a special moment. It's consistent with obviously a lot of the guys that we're meeting on podcasts, and they talk about characters that have helped them through. And I always had the belief that the the YTS apprenticeship, apprenticeship yeah. was always that massive part of my life. I actually didn't enjoy mine, but I look back and think how brilliant it was for me moving forward. But I think it's been really consistent, whether you've been like a Connor Cody, whether you've been like obviously a Ryan Lowe now, and it doesn't have to be the apprenticeship. When you go into non-league, you have that apprenticeship there yeah. anyway, don't you? Yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing. Joe was the same, wasn't he? And we're seeing that consistency through people who are being supported by other teammates, they're not having it their own way. Mm. You know, you're going in, you're having to clean boots, you're having to wait outside for a couple of hours while the yeah. lads are having a few beers, you've got to take them home. You, you almost, you've got to earn the right to move up that high rock and that gives you the hunger as well, doesn't it? Well, like, and Sam alluded, so- Sam alluded to it there. You've scored 38 goals for Bursco in a season, but none of them lads will go, oh, Ryan, can I get you a drink? None of them lads are like, oh, you young and get to the bar now. You're getting the rounds in. Yeah. You're like, I've got the least money. Yeah. Don't care. Get the bed and then yeah. wait for us outside. Yeah. And, and that's a grounding, isn't it? It is a grounding. And, and look... Dave might disagree with me, but I, I'm 100% backing of this. Him and the likes of Joe and that, they, they were terrified to come in our dressing rooms, weren't you? When they were kids, you could see it yeah. in the faces, but it gave them that ground. And then yeah. when they did come up with us, because 
Like, like so now, you even, say that, even Dave, your, you? even, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, even, yeah. Well, look, that's good that you've 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 um, agreed with it because there's so many kids now and there's so many people like that doesn't happen to. So even me coming from non-league, I was a chirpy little scouser in the end. You know what I mean? I end up being me. And, and, you know, still me now, but the fact of the matter when you've got some good talent coming through the right through the ranks, they've got to buy into what you're doing. And then, you know, the nights out, you know, the nights out we had in Liverpool, he's on my couch and look for Joe Hart all around the city. So I'll tell you what happened in no, town, no. like, but, no, no. you know, in, in yeah, terms of, of the podcast, and he's like, what's going on here, you know, and I'm like, that, that's that's life, that's us as, yeah. as lower league footballers of, of where you've got to try and get to. But I always remember, I don't think the kids get that now because. There's obviously other other things that you can't do with the kids and stuff. You know what I mean? Like cleaning boots and that now is gone, hasn't it? Yeah. Coming in, scr- scrubbing the showers, hitting them down, stripping them naked, polishing the bollocks and all that. <laughs> you can't, I, I, well, can't, I, can't do that. I can't do that. I've never ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that this is not just me. But my ground and come from non-league. And I think Dave and Joe's ground and come from football league. But with lads who had that mentality yeah. that you know the banter and you know surviving in them little sort of situations where, you know, come on, we, we might need you outside on that pitch to, to perform. You can't go in your shell. And I remember the ones, who, who was the little winger we used to have? He was your, your age. Ross Stevens. No, little kid. Ross was a boss lad. He was my yeah. boot boy. The little um, curly haired one. Dead, Murph. dead Murph. Murph, Murph yeah. fell by the wayside because he couldn't handle it. Yeah. I'm right, aren't yeah, I? He, he couldn't take it on. Me, but I remember. Dave and yeah. Joe gone, I've got to embrace this. And they were kids when they come through. Rogers, Luke Rogers, one, one of my best mates. He was a terror. He, he just embraced it like, yeah, come on then, let's go. And he yeah, went yeah. from that size to that <laughs> to size attack, yeah. overnight. And yeah. we're like, well, what are you mean, Avon? So yeah. Well, we, then, knew, we knew what he was having. Then type of players who embraced it, he went on and had good careers, guys, yeah. yeah. But so, you mentioned there, really important though, the resilience again, like, it's brilliant that when you just said that, going to all these different clubs, getting told no, yeah. like, it's a massive part of it. We talk about it all the time. Well, you will get told no. Yeah, you, you will. I, I said to Sam before, I was in the process of doing a book a couple of years ago. It was before I am. Um, you weren't writing that yourself well, the way. Oh, definitely. No, that's not. A few <laughs> good for that. <laughs> and I, I was gonna. It was. It was gonna be about me and my journey of of getting rejections all the way through because I feel it, it'll be good for someone. Is that something you're in the process of doing now? No, I was, and then I stopped it because I went into the management. There's just no. That's some story now, though. It, it, like, well, it, well, it will be. I, 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 look, start maybe, that up. maybe some, maybe I might do it. I don't know if, if I have got the time, and I, it won't be a massive. It'll be a book for. For, for kids the age of 15 to probably 20, I'd say, and that type of category to say, look, you know, you, you can achieve your goals of what you're trying to do. I, I come from non-league, Bersco, to the championship, you know, and that 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 was my aim because you're never ever, ever going to get the That's premiership. But, well, what yeah, was Dave's it, book again? It, it probably, what was Dave's book? I don't know. It's like, we, that, have that you made that, that yet? That was League 2 to the Euros, that one. Oh, oh yeah. the Euros. <laughs> How long in? <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have bought that 15 up. 15 minutes in and the Euros have come out. There's a shock, isn't it? Oh, no, sorry. That was, that was my fault. I crossed it in, Dave, you finish him. But dealing with rejection, they said dealing with rejection as well, though, isn't it? And that's not the end of the road. Well, Dave, look, your lads, you know, you're going to deal with it, aren't you? Your lads, I'm dealing with my lad now, 16. He wants to be a footballer. And, you know, you've got to give him these arse treatments and say, look, mate, you've got to do this before you can get there. And ultimately they are going to get rejections in life whether it's yeah. love whether it's football jobs whatever it is they're going to get it it's it's how you it's how you're um, resilient from it and i think resilience is a big word now for kids because yeah. you know you look at kids and you go oh yeah i've been here and I've got mates and whatever most of my mates are all from 23 years ago really like so sam luke rogers uh, you know still speak to jenks now and then speak to dave cuckoo was there with us uh, at shrewsbury you know, them type of people who, who you speak to all the time, they're your real, because they're your, your first bunch of lads who you sort of face. You shared like, amazing memories. And yeah, that, boss memories, yeah. yeah. And, like, defeats and yeah. 
fights. Relegations, relegations. Yeah, everything, you know, everything that goes on in football. But again, mate, I think the resilience day for, for youngsters who are listening and, and who do listen, it, it's got to be big. Anyone who listens to this podcast, I mean, you could literally rename this podcast the Resilience Podcast because it comes up every time, doesn't it? It comes up yeah. regardless of whether it's Joe, obviously Scottish Premier, Connor, England International, Kevin Radcliffe from yeah. however many years ago to yourself, who's like current championship manager. That word comes up every single yeah. time. And, and me, me and Sam have spoke about it so many times about having that camaraderie with your teammate, yeah. you know, being able to... And, and it just doesn't feel like they have the same anymore. And it, like, no. I'm not trying to obviously play it down now and be all doom and gloom, but... You can, you can build it, Gav. You, you can, I mean, you were saying before, you were trying to change the culture. I, I try and change cultures everywhere I go. You know, yeah. I've only had three jobs and, you know, I want to change the culture of every job I went in. The Berry culture was was not right. It, you know, I had lads who were, who were in more than others and, and, and couldn't wait to tell people. And, and we, went to, we went to Plymouth. We had lads who didn't play, but got it got accused of it's your fault we got relegated and whatnot and I give them opportunities and you know you change the culture press the north end now I've gone in and the culture was okay but I'm saying look this is just a soft culture you know you've got to get in there and get get dirty and you know you've got to you're 13 places or whatever you finish we finished 13 during 12 you're 12 places away from the Premier League come on let's challenge each other so along the way you always you always have that and I think it's important that you've got to challenge the players as well to try and get where you want to get to so thinking about that so obviously as a manager now obviously we, we were there when we got relegated weren't we with Kevin Ratcliffe what, could you have done anything different then do you reckon could have not butted that lad and got sent off. <laughs> <laughs> you line me up there, didn't you? <laughs> do, do you know what? I think that. What yeah. would you have done if you were manager there? Because we like it was good. We had some good players. Not, not, not I, look. I, I knew. I, I, I've had it now as a manager. People get sent off. Don't mean to get sent off. That why I got sent off was because, and I think a lot of the Shrewsbury fans, well, a minority probably, didn't like me because of it. But what they didn't know is the football club meant a lot to me. I didn't want to get relegated, but when someone goes like that to you, ha, you're going down, and and sort of puts his face in your in your face. Well, you don't really do that to many scouts. Who was, was that against? Then it was that against Carlisle. We were already down anyway. I think we we had loads of games in hand, and the pitch was flooded. Yeah, was, yeah. And I think we had about six games in hand, and everyone's going, "Oh, it'll be all right. We'll be That's all right." We've talked about I'd, that before. And I've, like I've obviously come games. from non-league, and in my second season, I think it was, or my third season, I've gone back non-league to mm. to the conference. So I, I I was absolutely devastated when. When we did get relegated, but yeah, one thing I probably could have changed was the manager probably could have played me more because I reckon I'd have scored more goals. <laughs> and that's just being brutally honest. You know, we, we played and, you know, we. Jags, you know, who's. Because uh, Luke, Luke and Gemmo so played up front. Luke I played Gemmo played up front. Jags, yeah. Jags played right so wing. So me and a lot. Jags always used to battle it out mm. to, for, for right wing, to be fair. And we were we were very good mates, as you well know. Jemson and Luke, I think Jemson picked himself, as you, as you said. He had yeah. he had Ratcliffe on toast, didn't he, to be fair? The old brat has said that. <laughs> but again, he was a senior pro and scored loads of goals. I, I get that. Big name. Uh, and Luke was a, a little goal machine, weren't he? And, you know, me and Luke played every now and then when Jemson wanted a day off or he was injured or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But but again, I, I just felt like, you know, I, well, you know, Sam, I, what I did have is I had that worth ethic of, of just working my socks off every score a goal. And, and I'd score a goal. I'd, if I got an opportunity, I'd score a goal. But talking about that, I remember scoring a goal. I think I robbed one off Jemson just on the line. I poked it in and yeah, I ran away celebrating down to the. Um, what was the Riverside? The, the Riverside end. Take it, he didn't run with you. Oh, we ran over to Ratcliffe. Get him off! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, there was. Um, I think we all probably could have done better that year, Jeremy, yeah, I mean, including you. Instead of running 100%. out the gates when the gates open, you're just trying to better cross and you keep running and you touch the outside. But I think the, the, the games, 
what we had in hand that, that killed us a bit that because we all we all felt oh, I would be all right but got a bit complacent uh, maybe yeah and yeah. the highs of the FA Cup as well that became the well, focus the F- didn't yeah, it the FA Cup yeah and that was probably a bad thing really because people say now down the lower leagues get to the third round enjoy your day and then get out you know whether it's at Old Trafford Goodison whatever it is we obviously had we obviously had Everton at home and Chelsea at home but yeah the, the highs of the FA Cup as well that, that year did you when you first signed for Shrewsbury then going back a little bit? Did you see a big difference in the standard playing, or did you go there and be a bit like it isn't that much better than the non-league? Do, do you know what, Dave? Right, that that, that non-league team, that Bearsco team, if um, if they'd have been a bit fitter and they weren't all thirty plus and they weren't working nine till five to feed the families and pay the mortgages, they were probably technically better than most of the players we had at Shrewsbury that year. Yeah, but just because of where they'd been and they'd had their time and they were older and finished. And once I'd got my feet into the ground and uh, my foot in the door, if you like, and got my head down, I knew I could have a career in professional football. Yeah. I knew it. But, but and, and all that was, was was resilience, dedication, trying to be the best you can be. And I always knew, as Sam said, if I got an opportunity, I knew I'd score a goal. And then we, we, we had some good players, then we had some average players. Yeah. But yeah, I think... After a few weeks of being there and getting me head down, and once I knew I was fit, I, I was fine. I felt I felt at home. And then when Town got relegated, was there ever a point where you thought I might be moving on to stay in the no, league, or was I, you? I, I had opportunities. I, I had opportunities to go. I think, but but I wanted to pay back what weren't all my fault, like getting sent off. But <laughs> I, I want I wanted to pay back. If I'd been relegated to a team, I want to try and get them back up at the first attempt. And then when um, when obviously. Ratter's got the sack and then Jimmy Quinn coming. I was thinking, okay, he's had that non-league approach and come from Northwich, didn't he? Yeah, and I thought yeah. he might like me a little bit and I, I got an opportunity to get in the team and then he brought loads of lads who we were talking about before. Who, that was, your, was that your first season? First full season. First I mean, full season. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, you were telling me before and Jimmy Quinn come in with Dave oh. Cook in River. The three of them come in all like wearing leather jackets, weren't they? I was so thinking, I learned. Oh, we got you in a team. So I learned, <laughs> I, I learned, right? I, I said before, I've learned what not to do with some managers and learned a lot to do with some managers well. And when them three walked in the away dressing room at, at Game Meadow, I'm sure they all had three leather jackets <laughs> on my top. <laughs> Who the hell are these? But in Jimmy Quinn, the, Jimmy, Jimmy Quinn, Rivo, Rivo was being on the yeah. sunbeds, big red face, Dave Kuhn sitting he? there just like laughing at everyone. And <laughs> Jimmy's walked in with this big coat on. But I wanted to obviously get Tam back in, into the league, which which we did, didn't we, at yeah, the first yeah. attempt. Um and we, we won on playoffs, didn't we? And it, um, so what did Jimmy Quinn do well then to, to do that? Now as a manager, what do you well, think he did well? I, I just think he had a good group of players, excuse me, and a good group of lads. So we were all still there, weren't we? We were, yeah, but we were a good group of lads, but we were a handful, wouldn't you? How would you have caught managing all us lot? Because we were a handful, weren't we, for the managers? Because um, we were all about really, the same yeah. age. You were all out, you know, we were all out. I haven't really out. thought about how I'd manage that because I wouldn't really want to. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of, I still t- felt though, Sam, even though we, we were representing Shrewsbury Town, I still think we, we wore our heart on our sleeve, really. We, we give everything for the football club, would you say? I, I, I think I did, and I think you did as well. We, we might have lacked in quality in certain areas, but... And if we were out in the town or we were out in red, whatever was going on, we still give it our all on a daily basis in training and, and on in games. But when Jimmy Quinn come in and Cookie and that, I was thinking, okay, how are these going to adapt and what are these going to do to, to sort of the full time? And they changed a few things, which was sometimes was a bit of an hindrance, but sometimes it worked. And then what he did do is he brought the likes of um, Darren Tintons in, Kevin Street, Jake Sedgemore, Jake Sedgemore Colin Cram. Who else did he bring in? He brought Otto Connor. 
Well, Martin yeah, O'Connor come late, but oh, but you, oh, you mean people that, from non-league? Yeah, from non-league, he brought them with him. Stu Whitehead, would he have come in then? Or Ian no? Fitzpatrick came no, in. Ian, Ian Fitzpatrick. Now, Ian Fitzpatrick had a decent left foot on him, but in terms of them lads, they weren't technically brilliant footballers. They were just well organized, good organizers, yeah. like the Tin Tinson. But they were good lads. They bought it. Greg Rioch ended up coming as well yeah, eventually, yeah. didn't Dave he? Dave Riddler. Yeah, Riddler. Riddler, yeah. Well, Ridge Ridd was already. Oh, no. No, yeah. Ridd's coming with us. No, Ridd's coming with us, yeah. He joined so, your car school, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Did all right, though, despite yeah. that. No, he did. And I think <laughs> that, that the lads got us over that line. And to be fair, that, that year, that league, it, it weren't great, was it? Bit of luck as well involved, wasn't it? Yeah, there? we had but loads of luck, like. Good players and a little bit of luck. Yeah, well, Luke, was, Luke scored. How many goals did Luke score no, that year? Few, so you playing yeah. on the right that season, more? I pl- yeah, but I played up front a little bit when Jimmy didn't bring himself on, I thought. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy brought himself on instead of you. You're a bit disappointed, isn't it? Jimmy Quinn's bringing himself off. And then when I'm scoring at Morecambe away and he ran over to the fans and he went, Oh, gee, yeah, I remember that. Oh, oh, gee, remember the right? We couldn't celebrate with him, could you? Like, yeah, nah. if, if he scored, like, yeah, like egg off on Greg, it. <laughs> Greg would sometimes go and celebrate with him. We're like, if the gaffer scores, you don't celebrate yeah. with the gaffer at all. Yeah. Like, I remember setting him up one time, and he's like, I was about two yards away from him. I just jogged back to the halfway <laughs> line. He's by himself. I'm 44. And 44. Then that, the following year, we, we, um, that was then your full season, wasn't it? And then I moved on then to Chester, and like Gary well, Peters so, coming. Go on, what talk us through that then? How Gary when, Peters. Did, did you get sent off training with the kids? Well, I, I remember, Lowy, my on, first day, my first day I came in and obviously met all the lads and everyone was having breakfast and stuff. And as we walked out, I saw you, someone in the distance just like running. And I just remember saying to one of the lads, like, who's that over there? I said, oh, one of the lads, he's on the way out. Like, and it was you. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't realise. When you come over, yeah. I said hello to you and you were like, all right. And I was like, you were yeah. a bit like that. Okay. I remember yeah. a few of my mates, obviously, were still in the youth team then. The lads a couple of years younger I got on with. They said you went and trained with the kids and you were training with your mobile in your pocket. And it kept <laughs> <laughs> you said you'd wait for your agent and you'd be in the middle of a five. He was like, hang on a sec. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, My first day at Shrewsbury was your last day. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I think what happened, um, Gary Peters obviously had his way and what he wanted to do was get people out. That was fine, no problem. He'd come in. Oh, no, sorry. We, we had a season in the league first, yeah, didn't we, under Jimmy yeah. Quinn? And then yeah. he'd come in. I left in... Um, he didn't last the whole season, Jimmy. He came in and he was... Um, Done the conference, and then he did maybe the first half of the season. But we were in real trouble, weren't we? Gav, when did you sign? No, oh, so you, I came January. I, yeah, I came. Yeah. To, it might have just been after that, just after January. Yeah, yeah. So came what, in and when, saved, when Gary Peters come in, I was <laughs> came I was in, in, came I was in, in kept, around. kept the club up. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, heard it he, he, and he played five games. <laughs> I think I. Um, who did he bring in with him, Gary Peters? What was his name? Um, Mick Wadsworth. Mick Wadsworth. Yeah, yeah. And I said something insane, and like. Doesn't sound like you. Something, yeah. Like, <laughs> I said something like, not a chance, but like, with a swear word. And he stopped the whole session. Yeah. And I always remember it was that little show. And he went, uh, No one's ever. T-. I basically said to him, oh, Fuck off, as if like, you know, shit decision sort of thing. He stopped the whole session, embarrassed me. and went, No one's ever told me that. I went, Well, I didn't say that to you. I was just saying that as in, because yeah. it, it weren't a goal or Which whatever. happens. Yeah. Every and he went, training Not session. even Alan Shearer's done that to me. Oh, he used to love dropping Shearer. Shearer he loves that. Throwing loads of names. Shearer and Owen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. literally. So and then Brilliant. Gary pulled me and said, Look, listen, Chester want you. They made an approach for you, but I want five grand for you. I went, Well, what's five grand going to do for you, for, for you? Like, he went, Well, I said, I'll leave all my money behind. You know, my time might be up. That's fine. No problem. I'll move on. And in the end, I ended up. So that day of running, I was I was running around. He wanted me to go with the kids and. I might have been with the kids, but didn't like it. I thought, no, there's no point in me training with the kids. I might yeah. as well just stay up here and do some runs. And then it, it took a few days. And then obviously I was I was out of there then, yeah. Chester, I went. 
So then, at Mossy and Luke weren't there then, did they? Che- you, oh, so you went to Chester, and you had a season at Chester. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you scored a load of goals at Chester, and then you went to Crew. I went to Crew then, yeah. So it was Chester, funny, the Crew. That one. killed Gary. Chester in the same away. league as Crew for that point, when they League Two. Yeah, League Two, yeah. Who was the manager? I don't know, but if you want to get Joe Hart on the phone, I put one right in the top. <laughs> in against him, game medal. Remember just went like that? Do you remember that? Joe he ran away. Uh, he ate, you remember that one, Wits? He ate that. Up a chest, though, didn't you? Yeah, because it was two. mad because Kevin Ratcliffe signed me, Welsh legend, and then Everton captain, and then Ian Rush signed me, who was a Liverpool legend and a Welsh legend, and I was like, wow, you know. So I'd gone from non-league of you know just watching these teams to, to, to Kevin Ratcliffe managing me and giving wow. me the opportunity to to then Ian Rush, and I'm like. Phew, when I went when I went to Chester, I played a lot of front end, you know what I mean? And that was really my time where I Not as a target man though. You'd have to did he play no. off a target man? No, I, not really, no. I just end you up like physical way. No, I just just get in behind defenders and yeah. just, you know, and behind but you weren't fast either. No, but I was fast over fifteen, twenty yards, so any really? any yeah, yeah. So, so like, uh, I used to play a lot, a lot of those. Like, with have we got any video evidence of that? Wits? I'm not having Ryan was fast over fifty. It's why Wits hasn't said. I remember a lot of your goals, obviously coming from crosses from yeah, wide, like you know, cross. but but not really wide. That sort of that slides in there, and then in and between then, the sticks, and then in in around that goal area, yeah. in, right around a penalty spot. There's a lot of goals from you came there, and yeah. I, I remember because. Obviously, because it was my first day and your last day, something just sticks in your brain, doesn't it? And then obviously, it's like, it's, you know, you want to buy a car and you see it everywhere. I was like, oh, Ryan Lowe. And yeah, then I'd yeah. see you everywhere. And I remember Gary Peters. I always remember with you and Ben Smith it was, but in your case, he ate <laughs> every time you scored. He'd like be like, Ryan Lowe scored again. <laughs> Ryan Lowe scored. And yeah. you'd see him and he'd be fuming and you'd think, what's the matter with him? I say to Mick Wadsworth, "What's the matter with him?" He went, "Ah, oh, Ryan Lowe scored a brace at the weekend. He's fuming. Like he just he, he just had it in but his head. It, but he's got it wrong, though, hasn't he? Because oh, yeah, you he, scored he, a well, that's, well, that's why he had the ump. That's why he had the ump. Yeah, and, and, and he did get it, it wrong funny. because, but in saying that, was my time up a yeah, five maybe, years, maybe, but possibly, yeah, because yeah, you know it's a long time, isn't it? Maybe I needed a fresh start, and you know what got on. What 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 pleased me was I I thought I'd done. A lot for, for, for Stuby. I think I've seen something on social media not long, well, before I come off it, a few months ago, six months ago or something. Scored one of the most goals, uh, scored a lot of goals for Stuby time. Over 100 goals, over, no, over 50 goals. Is it 50 goals? I think I scored more than, and Sean Wally was, was tagged in it or something. Anyway, so I think I'd done my bit I for Stuby. I wouldn't have seen that. <laughs> and then obviously the time was right to move on. Obviously went to Chester, scored a load of goals. And then it was funny at Chester, me and Michael Branch were playing up front, and Mark Wright then come in, another. Liverpool legend, yeah. but me and Wrighty just didn't. Well, not me. Wrighty didn't see eye to eye with Branchy, but I knew I could potentially get away because Walsall were after me and Yeovil were after me at the time. I think they were in League One. So Wright said to me, "You can leave for free." I went, "Oh, can I?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "That's okay. a mad decision, isn't it? When you just scored a lot of yeah, goals for them, leave look, for free. again, his managers do, do you get it wrong. He, he, he told me he got it wrong as well, and managers do get it wrong. I'll go on to Steve Holland in a bit. He got it wrong and apologised me years down the line, but. I have, I, I'll get it wrong as a manager. There's no 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 harm in that as long as you put your hands up and go look. I, I got it wrong. But when I went to um, Chester, I had a good eighteen months, I think it was. And then um, Mark Wright got uh, sorry, Ian Rush got sacked. Then he brought Keith Kill, and then he got sacked. Then he brought Mark Wright in, and straight away he just wanted his own players, which was fine. And I remember speaking to Luke Phone, Luke, I went, Luke, I'm, I'm going to terminate my so contract. Luke Rogers was it? Ch- Luke, Luke Rogers was a crew. Darren Moss was a crew because. Dario had signed both them for us, hadn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Get yeah. the band back together. Get the lads back together. How come I didn't get a call and get involved so in that? So Luke went to me, yeah. <laughs> he said, wait there a minute. He said, let me go and ask Dario, can you come in here on trial? You know what Luke was like? He was yeah, just, he'd just go and ask, wouldn't he? Straight to it. 
So uh, he phoned me back and went, right, Daddy, who said, come in here tomorrow? I went, what? <laughs> he said, just come in tomorrow. But obviously, they didn't know about me because I was scoring goals. Yeah. So anyway, he ends up going in there and I was there for a month. It was in March time it was and I was there for a month on trial. Bear in mind, Alfie was born in April. So I went March and then he was born the 20th of April. So I had a week off or something then. I must have done three weeks with them. But he went to me, so what are you doing over your monies? This when I first went in. He went, how much was you on? I went, £1,000 a week, I think I was on at Chester. He went, I'll pay you £900 a week while you're on trial. I went, eh? While I was on trial, pay me £900 a week. And and then obviously after three weeks, he he offered me a contract. But I signed for Chester. I signed for for crew when he'd been in the championship. And I was thinking, oh my God, I hope these stay up. Anyway, again, they were were more or less done. But I was watching games. I remember watching them against Cardiff. And I was thinking, oh, championship. Luke was playing. Mossy was playing. But yeah, as I say, I went from Shrewsbury to Chester and then to crew. But all in, in, in different circumstances, you know. What was that? What was Dario like then? Do you know what he was? Um, he was a football man, weren't he? And 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 I must say, when I went to Crew, I become a better footballer. It was the first real time you sit in a room, all the players, projectors on, both green and laser on. And the first time you've been coached. First time I've been coached. First time I've been the little drag backs and whatever else. And he had this little drop the shoulder. And I remember doing free kicks with, with him once. And he, everyone was trying to do the Ronaldo run. Remember when he started bringing out? He went to me, Ryan, stop there. I went, what's up? He went. You're not going to develop that now. You're too old. I went, all right, no problem. said, get yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> Work on the things you can Jeez, improve. Don't bother, don't bother doing he the double He said to me, I play, end up playing right wing for them then because John Assembo played right back, played the 4-4-2. Nicky Maynard and Barney were up front and he said to me, look, you just cross the ball to them all the time, every time you can and you'll play every week. So I just done what he asked me to do. But I come a technical, technically better and more football visions better because yeah. I knew watching the games and I'd sit there and, and he'd go, right, let's go through these clips and he'd go, can you do that better? Can you see it? And it made you open the, the game up. You know, you're not just watching your own performance, you're watching where runs are going and what they're Analysis doing. is a great, I mean, uh, it well, can kill was, you. Have been in if you use it right, it's a great tool, yeah. isn't it? Well, there's different ways and you can, you can visually see it, you can, yeah. shut, you can coach it outside. There's loads of different ways. You know, we, we have coach paint now where you can the players can drag themselves around and you can still it and everything. It's, it's amazing, but definitely made me a better player going there because in terms of what, what I was, you know, I, I then become more technical. How long was you at crew for then? So you signed so had, properly the following so I had season 12 in months, I had 12 months there. That year I scored 50, I scored 13 goals. Well, I was on 13 goals and he offered me a new contract and I was trying to get 15. So he'd give me more money. So I always remember to, saying to him, okay, daddy, I'll come back to you. And after a week or something, I never come back to him and he went to me, you haven't come and seen me, but we had another game Saturday and I was like, I was going to wait till Saturday. Daddy, I went, why? I went, because I was going to ask for a bit more money. He went, what do you want? I went, I want this. He went, right, go down the ground and sign it. I went, shit, why didn't I ask for a bit more? It's <laughs> 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 four, four grand, eh? He was, was straight down, honestly, he was excellent and then, you know, went down the ground, signed a new contact and then Steve Allen come in, said he wanted to bring all the kids through. He was going to develop all the kids, make the club some money. I said, yeah, no problem. He said, look, I don't see you in my plans. I said, fine, no problem. Went back to Chester and scored 20 goals. And that Michael Higdon's, Michael Higdon's wedding. I went over to him, made the p- point of going to speak to him. I said, hiya, Steve, you okay? He went, oh, hiya, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he was with his missus and um, his missus went, is this another one you let go? And she sort of went like that on his face, like sort of... Yeah. And he went, I know. He said, look, apologies, I got it wrong. I went, no, nah, no problem. Yeah, look, you're man enough to... Yeah, it's like you say. We've had it before. And if yeah, you're going to be accountable it? for it, it's yeah, fine, isn't definitely. it? Definitely. But no, mate, I think um, the crew journey was, was fantastic and obviously ended up going back further down the line. But I think going to, to Shrewsbury, learning everything you need to learn there and, and becoming an established you know, football league player, 
and then Chester and then Crew. It was different crew. There were Mossy and Zach. Like, Dario wouldn't let you get away with the same stuff because I remember playing against you. I think it was Northampton or Trammy or something. And I seen like it was you, Mossy. And you were all laughing at me, going, oh, like, when are you out? And I was like, oh, I've got a night out planned. It was John Gorman was my manager. And John Gorman was like, Sam can go out when he wants. And then Dario come out. I was chatting. You know, and Dario, Dario, the last bit. And you, you all go, no, Sam, honestly, that's not, that's not banter with Dario. Like, yeah. Dario doesn't do all that banter. And I went, you just hammered me in front of my, my gaffer. I was going to have a chat with Dario. Like, no, you Sam, you can't speak to Dario was, like that. I'll tell you when that was. That was the first game of the season. Yeah. And we're in the tunnel. And you were saying to me, Oh, are you all right? Going to play a league? Can you play a league one, Ryan? Can you play a league one? I said, I'll show you in a minute. And I scored a volley from 30 yards yeah. out and I went in the <laughs> top bin. You told me, you told me your stemmer ball was going to smash me up and I absolutely went through him after about five minutes. <laughs> he was lying. He was lying on the floor, our stemmer ball, lying on the floor and I went past the loot and I went, is that your mate? He was going to smash me up there. He was lying there getting treatment You don't say video. that though, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you no, like, you've on, killed lad. him there. You've <laughs> killed but, him. But, but, but even that, you know, like the stuff... You know, coming up against your mates and whatever else and the banter you had with them. And, you know, it's brilliant, isn't it? Look, I think it still happens a little bit now, but not as much, you know what I mean? But years ago, it was it was excellent when you're playing against your mates. Yeah, quality. So, Bursco, Shrewsbury, Chester, Crew. What other clubs, obviously, out of all the other clubs you played for, what was the most enjoyable? Chef Wed's got to be a big one, though, hasn't it? Being a Chef Yeah, Wed. so, I'll talk you through Chester. So, after Chester... I went to I went I went to Berry. So Chester got relegated. To be fair, Mark Wright done me a right deal. You know, he he, he um, Alan Nell had phoned up from from Berry. I was actually in the office. So Mark Wright then come back, and we got on like house on fire. Was excellent, the two of us. We had a great relationship and or asking over players and whatnot. And then he said, "Look, you don't want to stay in the conference." I went, "No, <coughs> I played in there. And I didn't really, I didn't really play well, and I didn't really play as many games in the conference when we were at Shrewsbury. But I thought I need to stay in the league." So. Anyway, my Betty had been on. He said, "What? Well, how much you want me to say him on?" I said, "Just say him on this." He went, "Oh, all right, a bit much though. You might not pay that." I went, "Just say it," and he might give me it. Anyway, Alan Nil and when I met him and Chris Brass, end up signing there for two years. First year weren't great. Second year was fantastic. I think that that second year, I think I scored twenty eight goals. I got League Two Player of the Year. And we end up getting promoted. Scored the winning goal at Chesterfield away. So, me, me time at Betty was for the first year and the second year to get that promotion which I hadn't had since Shrewsbury, but that was out the league, from League 2 to League 1, where people say, you know, League 1's a big league. And then I remember going to ask the chairman at the time for an underpound pay rise, and he said, no. He said, I need to see how you cope in League 1. I went, OK, no problem. See how I cope in League 1? He went, yeah. So by this time, Richie Barker had took the job because Alan Hill and Chris Blass had left to go to Scunthorpe. We helped Barks get the job. I think we played the first seven games in League 1, and I scored seven and seven. So they watched Get a knock on the door. He come and said to me, we'll give him contract. No, it's all right. He went, well, I said, no, it's fine. He went, well, we said, if you score, I said, yeah, but I, I knew I'd score goals. You know what I mean? I said, so, you know, you didn't want to do it and now you want to do it. I said, look, it, it's not going to happen. Stockport made a crazy bid for me and Jamie Vardy at the time, all them years ago when Diddy Man was the manager. And I thought, where'd that come from? Next thing, gets a phone call uh, off an agent. He went, look, listen, I've got you to move. Sheffield Wednesday, I went, really? He went, yeah. So I went into Richie Barker, who was a mad Sheffield Wednesday fan. He went, Ryan looked. He was trying to send me away. It was international. Oh, was it? No, we were international. It was like a, um, a week where we didn't play for a week. And he said, go to Portugal with your missus and the kids. I went, nah, I'm staying here. He went, no, go, go on. So the transfer deadline's in on the Thursday. So he'd give me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. He's trying to get you out of the way. Yeah, he was trying to get me out of yeah. the way. He didn't want me around. So I took the time off. And then on the Monday, I knew the lads had finished about half twelve, quarter one. Drove up to the training ground, up to the ground, Berry. Went and seen Richard. Went, look, there's going to be a bid in for me in the next twenty minutes. 
he went really you off and I went Sheffield Wednesday he went ah, I told you I couldn't stand in your way so yeah. Sheffield Wednesday bid like under yeah, fi- 50 grand for me and then I drove from Berry right across to Sheffield Wednesday what what was pleasing about that was Sheffield Wednesday for me the Steel Derby the Glasgow Derby and the Liverpool Derby that's what I was brought up with because they were the three main derbies yeah. you're going to say what, 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 was that joke? are we going to have to go that, and have to cut that, that bit that was my um, that was, they were my derbies you know what I mean yeah I hadn't ventured down there that far but when I was a kid but in terms of them derbies were the ones so it was sorry thought, it was the it was the Steel Derby Steel Derby Sheffield Wednesday Sheffield United yeah. Glasgow Rangers Glasgow yeah. Celtic and Liverpool and Everton right. so they, they were the ones that for me so um, I went, yeah, Sheffield Wednesday, no problem. Got there, <laughs> walks into the manager's office with the agent and the Gary Mixon goes, you just wait there and shuts the door on him. I sat down, he goes to me, how long have you been with him? <sighs> Not long, like, he went, yeah, I don't like him. I went, oh, no. He's going to cock on the deal. He said, another thing, you fucking scored two against me for Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup and you got me sacked. He said, so why am I signing? You know, it's all To be fair, he was no, brilliant. How, he, how did you find him? He was brilliant. I, brilliant. Think, yeah, right, he was t- Listen, he was... Um, my mate, you'd either love more, you'd yeah. hate him. He, he was one of them fellas, but for me, he was dead honest. I remember going to see him, and he said, Oh, you see me after that? I'm not good at all this. I went and seen him after that. What have I told you? You know, I'm not good at it. I went, Gaffer, I just want to know my play. You know, we're going to get a chance. He went, You're playing next week against Lincoln. He said, Because they've got big, big centre half, and you can get down the sides of them. He said, But you're not playing this weekend, but you're playing the following week. And to be fair, everything he said, he stood up for. And I played the following week, you know what I mean? Whether the lads had scored yeah. beforehand or not. So he, he was top draw, but to go from. Two promotions from League Two to League One, and then League One to the Championship within within a, just over a year. Was yeah, really amazing. Brilliant, yeah. And then after Chef Ware, two seasons. Sorry, yeah. Two seasons. And then Berry. And then no, I, I, <laughs> funny this. So Dave Jones come in and helped us get promoted. So Megson got sacked with about six games to go, and Chef United did a little bit of a bump in the road and and lost a couple of games, and we overtook them on the last game of the season. A couple of days later, he gets us all in for meetings. Dave Jones. So we're in the training ground. Lads who were out of contact when they had meetings, the lads who were in contact would just see you pre-season. So I thought, right, I'm going to go and see him. And we were on a bu- we were getting on a bus to um, to Marbella, taking us to the Nottingham Airport. So I said, lads, just wait. So I ran off the bus, ran into the manager's office. I said, Gaffer, I just want to know, am I going to get an opportunity next season? He said, get on that bus, you're going to Marbella. I went, no, I need to know. Am I going to get an opportunity to play in the championship next year? Did you like that? Would you like your players doing that for you yeah, now? Yeah. Proper, like, push but I wouldn't there. tell him no lies, so he went, yeah, of course you are, son. Yeah, you, you know, you're one of us. And I went, brilliant. Went to Marbella, the best time of my life. Come home, got fit, trained every day. Come back at 33 at the time, and I was probably one of the fittest lads there. And there was a few, few fit lads there, you know, lads who played in the premiership and stuff. David Prutton was a machine. He could just run all day. I thought, I'm going to give it the best best chance here. I was in Portugal on a pre-season camp where we never done anything. Carl Robertson rings me and goes, don't go to Doncaster. I went, what? He went, trying to sell you to Doncaster for 50 grand. I went, you joking? He went, no. So when I seen the manager, he went, you can leave. I said, oh, why? He said, he gave me a chance. He went, oh, I'm bringing a lad called Rodrian from Barcelona to Sheffield Wednesday. I went, oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <Barcelona. laughs> Come from base going on to me. Of course, yeah. he's going to get rid of me. So I thought, okay, fair enough, signed. And I ended up signing for MK Dons. But I signed two years at MK Dons under Carl. And... I only had twelve months there. I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. It was Carl was great, out. great coach, great manager. Scored fourteen goals, joint leading goal scorer. But it was just too far. I was getting the train most days to Milton Keynes, and I thought, you know what, just get me back home. And to be so fair, with uh, Darren Potter, was he there? Though? Yeah, me, Pot, Semi, and, and Anthony Kay. Yeah, but it was hard work. Casey, yeah, were Casey, no. It's a family thing again. Yeah. People doing this. Yeah, people doing it's, it's, it's like the life. It's like you've been at Redden in that day. Yeah. Yeah. It's them things. You know, we're missing the kids. We're getting on trains on Friday yeah. to stay in hotels. Then it's family life. Sleeps and back. It just weren't any good. And no, no, what done me though as well. And some people, ah, you know, you, you're not serious about this. We, we 
Carla delayed training for us sometimes because I was playing up front. Semi was playing right back. Casey was playing centre half, and Potty was a midfield. He throw, do you know what I mean? He was excellent, and he delayed training until we got back. So if the train got delayed for half an hour, the lads would all be sitting in the, in the changes waiting, waiting for, for us to come. You're like, oh, you walk in, they go, oh, where the are? Is the scouts? And I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it was all waiting nice. on us. Where Carl was fair, but it was one of them things where you just. You know, I didn't want to be waited on, and in the end, I thought, you know, I'll get a chance to go and play for Tramier and end up going there. Tramier, and then Berry were a bit of a legend, weren't you? Scored nine goals. Was it nine goals in nine games? Record? Nine goals in nine consecutive games. Yeah, and then he started linking me to the likes of Pele and Ronaldo, and I thought, <laughs> oh, no. I need to swerve this. <laughs> so you had, you had a long career, Lowy. Yeah, and looking from the outside in, you got better as you got I older. Did, yeah, and we took. We touched before on what your main attributes were and what kind of strike you were. I always remember you as someone who had technically very good, neat and tidy, mm. but you scored your goals just with your movement, little runs. Yeah. So it's not like a long ball over the top no. you're going to chase. It's in the round the box. You've either got it, set someone, another run, and you're in. And do you yeah. think because you never relied on your pace or your physicality or anything like that, that gave you that longevity? It was more yeah. down towards your brain and your touch, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, but, uh, but it developed the brain as well, Dave. So, uh, as you said there, I weren't fast, I weren't stronger. You know, I, I was skinny as hell when I was playing. But I, I, I did have a little dart, although Sam doesn't, you know, because I worked on my quads and my thighs and, and, and my legs really loads because I thought, I don't really want to be big. I didn't really want to be as... It was uh, always that quick, clever play just in and around. Yeah, that was yeah. always your goals, wasn't it? And yeah. the pullbacks and... Yeah, so, so you know what I always used to do, right? I'd put, like, for I was like Sam, I'd put him down the line a little bit wide, a little bit... So the ball's further, knowing that if I pass that ball 10 yards there and I spin off the back of you, by the time you cross it, I'm, I'm up the other side of you and I'm getting a tap in. Yeah. Because I'm going to leave him long rather than short. I'll leave him short and he cross the first time. I won't be there. So I used to start thinking about how I could get goals that way. And little one-twos around people and would be making me a back and I played with Luke, who's obviously one of my best mates. And we used to, he, he was a lot greedier than me. Like, But everyone who, who I played with, I sort of had relationships with. And... Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. I didn't rely on any pace. It was cleverness. But how I got clever was was the likes of the crew. You know what I mean? When you when you're learning, you're watching, and then you start watching games. And otherwise, you know, I might not have had the career I had if if I didn't learn. But as I said before, it's that resilience and that character in yourself. To how can I be better? How can I have one step ahead of you? I'd get in a fight with anyone on a pitch. I'd probably lose nine times out of ten. With you know, big fellas coming over the back of you. But I used to try and be bright and clever. I remember a lad play, who played for Sheffield United said to me, he was asking Ali Maguire about me, and Ali Maguire said I was a, I was a nightmare to play against. You know what I mean? And that for me was good, even though you know, he's had his, his rough patches as we speak at the moment playing for Man United. But he's a top top centre half, isn't he, yeah, Ali Maguire? Yes, yes, yes. And when someone like that ill says, yeah, he was he's a nuisance to play against. That that was a, f- a feel good factor for me. What was your favourite sort of formation to play in? Would it be a four four two up, up alongside Just, someone? Yeah, alongside the partner. Yeah. So I played at MK Dons four two three one, and Carl used to say to me, "Don't get involved until the eighteen yard box when we're attacking." And you were the one up front. Yeah, and I, I couldn't do it. it. It weren't me. I was dropping in, I was trying to link up and it, it just weren't me. I was trying to make runs. You know, I need to play with someone, have a relationship with someone who, who could play a one-two with you or, or a little flick on for your mates or a little pullbacks, whatever it was. That's what I relied on. And when I didn't have that, I was no good. So anything in, in a two was, was perfect for me. This day and age, that's quite limited because obviously three at the back, you can have two up front, can't you? And then you've got the four-four-two. But there's a lot at the moment playing a front three, isn't there? So where would you see yourself in that front three? I couldn't play in a front three. Unless I played left side, coming in on my right foot and getting yeah. some shots away, or on the right side, crossing it. I never liked being up front on my own, because you're up against two centre-halves, aren't yeah. you? And most of the centre-halves nowadays are big and strong guys. If there's two years up against the three or a two, then it's man-be-man, man, but little link-ups around, you know? So 
as as a one, I, I couldn't really ever, play as. Did a you one. ever play as a link man, as a number ten? So you got your, yeah, your big striker up front, yeah, and you just get yeah, to float in and around. Yeah, they, they tried me and that at MK Dons. Carl tried loads of different things to make it work because he obviously had to say he had to show why he paid fifty thousand pounds for me. And you know, listen, I still done well for him. You know, we we end up just missing out on the playoffs and scored fourteen goals. But the fact of the matter, I, I was a number, I was a striker with a, with a partnership yeah. or a right winger. Yeah. I'm still a big believer now in. Two central strikers, I like, like yeah. you know, any, in teams. I've, I, obviously, being a centre half, I used to think to myself, to say to my centre half partner, got one to deal with here. Let's beat him up. Yeah. Let's get right. You know, you, like well, you could always you could do that. Now, other, you? You, yeah, I tell you, what I remember though, Ryan, about you, which is like being quite innovative. And I remember, like, you remember having the, I remember having the parachute, like when we were starting, yeah. and we were all like lads messing about. And I remember you buying a parachute yourself yeah. and putting the parachute on your back and doing them sprints and that. But that went down well with the lads. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Like, straight away, I was yeah. on trying to cut the parachute well, and everything. <laughs> but like, but I remember Ryan. I remember Ryan trying to Ryan trying to do these things as well. And you look, you look back now. He's finding those edges. Those yeah, 1%. because yeah. because I think Ryan would never be a manager. Then you look back at that and go, yeah, but he was constantly trying to improve and look at. Looking at ways to make well, himself a little bit better, that one percent all the time. The parachutes. I remember when going back to when I was first, what when I was going there on trial, I trained proper dead hard. And as I said, my dad, had a, my dad, and my granddad, the gym in town. I was in there all the time. I was, you know, I was trying to get myself in pristine condition to because I didn't want it to fail going to Shrewsbury. And he always foggy he says to me, "Just come back, just come in, show that you're fit and you're a good lad, and you'll be fine." And that parachute, I was using it all the time, and I wanted to bring it into saying like, "What?" The? Nah. I used to play with one of them but it was invisible <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I used to say every manager I used to be oh, but it's this invisible parachute yeah. I can't do anything about it I, I, I tried everything anything that could give me a little edge I tried everything. Yeah, that was good though. That was, then you ended up becoming a manager but I mean that to me at the time if you said to me 20 years ago Ryan Lowe would imagine the championship I would have gone no way I'd have picked 100 people before you so was it, how was that come yeah, about the circumstances of that so you were Berry, uh, yeah. I was at I was at Berry. I was playing. I was speaking to Gav before off 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 air, and he was just talking about like you know clubs and people interested. And look, if if you do your work properly, you know coaches coming through, managers, CEOs, sporting directors. They know about players finishing, how good of a coach he is. Is he going to be a coach? Is he going to be a manager? And I was sort of on that little bit of a radar of people saying, "Oh, he'd be a good striker coach. Yeah, he'd be this." I didn't want to just be a good striker coach. I wanted to be a good coach, and and eventually be a manager. And I had a five year plan. So when I finished, like when I was 39, at Berry under Lee Clark the following year, Lee Clark coming towards the end of the season, and then um, he said to me, what do you want to do next year? I said, I just want a bit more authority. It's going to take like a 23s or development game. So I was I was called a player development coach. So I'd still train some days, but I'd also coach some days. So lads who were in the bomb squad, I'd take on a Tuesday afternoon or a Tuesday morning or a Saturday morning or take, take warm-ups and that. So I, I was sort of getting my foot in, and Lee Clark was giving me that opportunity to do it. And then obviously he lost his job and the chairman come to me and went, look, I just wanted to get the lads on side and, and, and I was like the go-to for the lads. You know what was I mean? it, I was that in the back of your mind though, doing that, knowing that you can position in yourself in a place no. that when it does go wrong, oh, then no, you'll no, get... No, you mean, no, you, no, you mean no. you stand in the back? No. <laughs> Dave, I, did, I didn't have a clue really, mate. Honestly, I, I, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I was nowhere near. I had a five-year plan and I got approached from a team who, who ends up getting in the league but we're in non-league and they asked me to go in as a coach coach for them and I said no because I wanted to stay in the full-time ranks and I had a five-year plan by that time I'd only just done me B licence I think so it was A, yeah, a licence B licence Pro licence 
And um, I thought, I want to learn. And, and, and I had these plans and visions. Like, Lee Clark used to say to me, you're coming to Newcastle with me soon when I get that job. And I was like, oh, brilliant, Newcastle, yeah. That, you know, go there as a coach. That didn't work out for, for Lee at, at, at Berry. And then when he gave me the job, I took six games. I won two, drawn two, lost two. And then we're going to Stephen Schumacher's house over the Christmas. He had a party at Christmas. And he just gave the job to Chris, Chris Lachetti. And she went to me, why didn't you take the job? I went, I weren't ready for that job, mate. I couldn't couldn't sleep. For the, for them six games, I was like, didn't know what to do. I was trying all different formations. Tony Mowbray said to me one day, look, son, he said, I'm not telling you what to do. He said, but just go 4-4-2 or 4-5-1. Be nice and solid and hard to beat. And funny enough, we beat Shrewsbury 1-0 when they were flying high and they were top of the league all season. My first win, I think, come against Shrewsbury at, at, um, at Berry. We beat them 1-0. Grimsby's... Grimsby's... Yeah. So, yeah, and then, obviously, the chairman phoned me the next day after that. It was a Tuesday night and went, look, I'm going to give the job to Chris Lachetti. I went, right, fine, no problem. He said, but he wants you to stay on and help out. I went, right, don't even want to run me. So, Chris come in, I helped him out. Then he brought Joe Joe, um, Joe Parkinson in with him. Well, won't go on too much about that, but that didn't work out for them, you know what I mean? I was ready to throw me out in the ring. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sick of this, you know what I mean? The sort of trying to help with what to do and then... In the end, I stayed on, and he lost his job. And the, the chairman said to me, "Look, I'll let you bring someone in." So I phoned Shuey. He was coaching the under twelves at Everton. Said, "Come in." Ryan Kidd helped us out uh, till the end of the season. The club ended up getting who, relegated. Who? Ryan Kidd. Ryan Kidd. Oh. Ryan Kidd. He, he was. He had a, a great team at Berry with all the kids. Um, Brian, yeah. Brian, Brian Kidd. <laughs> Brian Kidd. <laughs> Brian Kidd. Son Ryan. Brian Kidd. Ryan. Yeah. And he said, I just want to see a different style and, you know, you know, get the fans on side and that again. I said, yeah, no problem. We won, we won quite a few games, but it still went down. And then after the the season had finished, he said, look, before it finished, actually, I'm going to give you two years. I went, right, perfect. Let me get a team together that can get us out of the league. And I went and got good lads, solid lads, Nicky Adams type lads, Nicky Maynard, end up signing for us. I'll tell you what, that beer's giving me proper hiccups. Do, <laughs> do you want an Alcazel, sir? <laughs> so, um, got, got a load of good lads in. All decent enough. Cut the wage bills down. Got rid of the lads who, who were on good money but weren't going to play. And got that bit of unity together. But after five months, we, we, we didn't get paid. So we got paid for the first four or five months. And then how we got them over the line, God only knows. So you got promoted, but it was already it was already oh, going yeah, pay Yeah, well, we, we hadn't been paid for, I think from January onwards, we didn't get paid. And you still got promoted that got, season. I've got to say, that, I mean, that, that is, is an extraordinary achievement. Yeah. I mean, like, watching it from afar and obviously knowing you through Sam... And I'm watching it all go on. What that is, it's got to be probably your biggest, biggest you know task, but most was, unbelievable achievement, surely. When, when we got promoted, the the, the, um, the Tuesday night away at Samia, I went home and just burst out crying because that was like the relief of it. I, I, I even to this day, I still really didn't know what I was doing as a manager. I, I don't, I'd been through in at the deep end. I was learning on the job. I was ringing managers, ringing Which people. Which is the best way, isn't the it? The best yeah. way, yeah. yeah. I was going, how do you do this? What do you do here? The lads managed themselves. I had a great relationship with them all. They were all still my mates from when I was playing with them. The lads who were brought in with me mates. A great unity together. And I said, lads, look, you might not get paid here, but what, what they can take away from you is a promotion. And every single one of them players went and got a, a, a better job after when, when Berry went, when, um, went under. And everyone moved on. I think it was one player who never really got a job as a, as a footballer, but went and done something else. So they all benefit, benefited from it. And which I was saying to him, look, I just, I've got a picture where all the kids on the pitch with the medals around the necks. And that's one thing I said to him, look, don't let anyone take this away from you. If you can get a picture at the end of the season with a medal on, the, on your kids' necks, then job done and you'll go and have a fantastic career. And, and they all did, to be fair. But it was hard. It was like, it was tough to take. You know, some days you didn't know whether you're getting paid, what was happening. 
was the club going under? Was you getting point deduction? And in the end, I just said to the boys at the end, look, before it, like 10 games ago, I said, look, if you do not want to play, come and knock on my door and I won't play you. Yeah. If it's affecting you. However they got through it, they got through it their own ways. And yeah. That's, that's got to be credit to you, Larry, because obviously okay. if, listen, you know, when, when, you, when you're a footballer, ultimately, whether you like to say it or not, the income plays a massive part yeah. because you have to look after your family. That's what you're there for. It's your job. But ultimately, them lads have that had that taken away. You have had to create a culture. You've had to create a changing room, a reason for them to be there, to hang out for it. That uh, For me, that's an extraordinary yeah. thing. Incredible achievement. Yeah, Incredible. Do you know what, mate? It was, and, and that was all, all of that. Like me and she, we, we had Rob Kelly with us first, and he, he, he left to go to, I think he's seen it coming, Rob. <laughs> he left and went to Sweden with Juve Rosler, and then I was tempted to bring another coach in, and, and me and she, we just done it. And what we did was we asked Ryan Kidd to help us along the way, and, and then... No, he was helping us quite a bit, but but yeah, it, it's one of them, isn't it? Look, I, I I was a bit fortunate than some others, and you know, lads are knocking on my door saying, "Gaffer, I've got no money for kids, for nappies, for the kids and that." And I'm like, "Wow, you know, when I'm lending money out my own pocket, and look, it, it's one of them things that should never ever happen in football. And I hope it never happens again because Berry obviously, you know, they've just got the ground back yeah. now, but Berry FC are no longer existing. So yeah, horrendous. It, it, it was tough times, mate, but. There's a saying in life, isn't it? Tough times don't last, tough people do. And, and yeah. I think I was one of them tough people. And, and just, just sorry, go on, Dave. I say, in terms of what was happening at Barry, how involved were you in the politics of it? Or were you literally just involved with the players? Or were you having to have conversations oh, all the yeah. time? Yeah, I was having um, a. Did was it con- consume your life completely? Yeah, it was, it was horrendous, Dave. Yeah. It was horrendous. It, the discussions and that what were going on was just total. I don't like to give anyone any sort of. Um, I'd rather not talk about the, the people involved, really, because I don't want to give them any airtime, if, if you know what I mean. I, I wouldn't go and buy a car if I couldn't afford it. I wouldn't go and buy an house if I couldn't afford it. And what they done is they bought a football club for a penny and a pound or whatever, but couldn't afford it. And it was horrendous, the talks that were going on and, and people lying to you on a daily basis was, was horrendous. And I've always chose that. I'll never lie to any of my players or any of my staff because I haven't got a good memory, so I, I, I'd fail at it and I, I'd get caught out. So what what was happening at the time, they were lying to us through the teeth every single day and then I couldn't even give the lads any messages to say, look, this is what they're saying. In the end, I used to say, go and see them yourself. People would turn up one day and off the next day. You wouldn't see someone for three weeks. You wouldn't see someone for a month. So it, it was tough. And in the end, I think the closer the season was coming to a draw and they knew that we were on the verge of getting promoted, they just went, you know what, let's just get promoted and we'll deal with the rest of it after. With the lads not being paid, were they allowed to move on if they needed to? Yeah. or was it, Yeah. So do you have any players leave or any key players? Well, I left as well, didn't I? So what you, I will... you, got, you got a bit of criticism for that off from fans then? Yeah, but not, only because... In the end, when they knew what happened, but a lot of people were saying, "Oh, I've jumped a, a sinking ship." A lot, a lot of people jumped a, sim, a sinking ship before I did. Mm. <laughs> Let me tell you, people who were in, in, in the club. But what, what I had to do then was, well, where was my next income coming yeah. from? To be fair to the PFA, they made sure all the players got the monies, and then they they yes, dealt with it further on. So credit where credit's due to them. And then Plymouth actually come and paid. I think they probably come and paid nearly hundred and fifty grand for me and, and fifty grand for Shuey. So they was two hundred grand straight wow. away. Yeah, but now. I don't know where that went. And then I, I brought three staff members with me from Berry who were free to go and I brought four players who were free to go and I actually gave Berry 100 grand for Dom Telford. So that was 300 grand that he got for me, Shuey and Dom. Yeah. But I don't know where that went. I was going to say, that should be tied in something over, shouldn't it? Well, it should have. Because I, I actually was, um, just just a shout out, obviously, Shuey, you know, brilliant for you. Like, yeah, brilliant. I was on the A licence with him at the time uh, when you'd gone to Plymouth. Yeah. And I just, uh, just to see him there, like absolute class actors, yeah. like you'll, you'll say better than me, but got on really well with him during the course of the week. There was sort of, there was a cluster of us that all got on, sort of gravitated towards each other and, and me and Shuri were part of that. 
and I I visibly we sat on the same table and I think like he was probably two away from yeah. me and I saw him on his phone and he literally as he looked at his phone like that obviously as the presentation was going on <laughs> and literally I just saw his shoulders just go like almost like the weight of the world and I saw him and he looked round and I thought something's gone on there and as he came out he was like don't say anything but we've just got the call here yeah. I think Ryan's Ryan's taking us yeah. to Plymouth so and he, and he was it, the relief on him was. Like you could visibly see it. In yeah, because what what happened was me, me and Shuey, our missus were working, and when we got told we were getting a full time job at, at Berry, as you know, with the kids and that, look, pack your jobs in. We'll be all right. You know, we got, we got the job now. We need you to look after the family and the kids yeah. so we can do our work. And we done that uh, the first year, but then obviously when we knew we weren't getting paid again, well, where was the call coming from? The first call was 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 Plymouth Argyle. And when we went down and met them and, and, and I presented them and she would come in with me and he, he looked after the computer and we were presenting, I was talking through everything and met all the directors. Within half an hour, we got to the station, got the phone call to say the job was yours if you want it. But with Chewie's family, his kids were, I think Claudia's nine and Vincent's six, so what, what three years ago nearly, they were two and two and five or something like that. Or yeah. Two and, two and, yeah, two and six. So they were a lot young, three and six. So they were a lot younger. Not than in mine. school. Mine were in school, seniors. And, you know, it was it was tougher for me. So we went down with the girls and we stayed over and all that. And the chairman took us out for food. And I'm like, oh, yeah, great. This is a big club. We can get these fans back in and, you know, get this place bouncing. I had a, a, a mate of mine down there who, who lived there. He said, oh, you love it. The Green Army, the great. And listen, deep, deep, deep. They done everything that was expected of me, but they were fantastic with me and, and 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 while I was there and for the football team. But to 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 make that jump to to, to Plymouth Argyle, I just didn't go just to be getting paid. I went because the chairman sold me the vision of the football club and where he, where where we could get them and and where they could go. And I thought okay, they had a plan, they had a vision, and you know the chairman money was coming from his pocket, no one else's, and I knew he had the money, and you know he told me where he got it from, and when he come through the. Plymouth College and went over to America and was a business, um, you know, investment banker and stuff. I thought, yeah, he'll do for me, and he was spot on. And next thing you know, we we were there. We went to the Plymouth. Chewy brought his family. I went out without mine for two and a half years, which was tough. But as I said, mate, if I wouldn't have done it, I wouldn't be managing in the championship now. And you had that place bouncing, didn't you? Obviously, I come down a few times. Yeah. It was amazing, the atmosphere, wasn't it? Oh, it's a massive club, that is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's great brilliant. stadium and that. Great catchment. Do you know what? When I went down there, the chairman actually asked me, right, he went, what, what, what do you think of Plymouth Argyle? I thought, this could either get, get me <laughs> sacked or this could, you know, go down well. I went, I just think it's a big club with no ambition. And he went, 100% agree with you. So for, as well, then, for them to agree with, I was already in a job. I think. I think I was already in a job. I'd already said, "Yeah, I'd take the job," and that. And and he was like, "You're right, but we want to have the ambition." And and I must say, look, I, I know we'll probably get on to it in a minute. Our left was weren't great. It probably could have been done better, handled by the club and myself better. But you know what? What what I did do is I went down there, sacrificed my family for two and a half years to get them back into League One, definitely, and to just miss out this season in the playoffs, which. 80 points should at least get you in. Yeah. Averages over the past four or five years yeah, have been yeah. 74 points, and they got 80 and never got in. So yeah, it was a, it was a big decision, but but it was the right one. So go on. Obviously, you had that place bouncing, brilliant, flying, top of the league, weren't you? And then suddenly, out of nowhere, Holly says to me, "I've just bought a Jade. Brian's going to Preston." Then social media. I looked on Twitter. Social media is a light. You're getting slagged <laughs> by all the Plymouth fans. <laughs> yeah. Go on, talk me through how that um, came about. Do you know what, mate? We we played um, we played Rochdale, so we lost three games in a week, and we played Rochdale and beat them in the FA Cup two one. And I got a phone call off my agent to say 
by this time, I'd been linked with loads of jobs, and I said to my agent, I don't want to know anything about any jobs, because unless someone phones you and says the job's Ryan's, because I... Too much for distraction. Yeah, I, and I, I, I was at a fantastic club. I was on the verge of potentially hopefully getting them to, to the championship. That was our plan. The chairman had a vision, a five-year plan to, to get to the championship, and we they nearly done it in three years, but listen, they will eventually get there, hopefully. So I get a phone call off my agent. He went, right, Preston, no, then they're going to make an approach tomorrow for you. I went, okay, fine, we'll let them do it, and then... Really, that that's what happened. So I waited for all that to happen before I done anything. And then I thought, spoke to the CEO and said, "He said we've had a, a call off, off of Preston North End. Would you like to speak to him?" I said, "Okay, can I call you back in five minutes? Let me just you know get me burdens and whatnot." I think I was just come from the Asda or somewhere doing a bit of shopping, and I just dropped the kids off. Actually, I was on the school run on the Monday morning because our Plymouth lads were off. We'd played on a Sunday, and then it, it just happened so fast that. When a club like Preston North End with the history and tradition comes along yes. crawling for you in a championship club and, and it's 29 miles from your door and, and they've got a plan and a vision to try and get to the Premier League, how would you say no? Yeah, look, it was hard to leave a, a fantastic club behind in, in, in Plymouth Argyle what I've built there so far. But at some point, I was always going to move on. And, yeah. and the time come when it was just too big of an opportunity to turn down that you can't say no. And like Sam says there, you, you're coming for a bit of criticism, didn't you? Didn't you? And obviously everyone around this table, it absolutely baffles us that in this industry, you can be suited by obviously like a bigger company, a bigger yeah. corporation, a, a bigger organisation. And then, and like you say there, you speak so highly of Plymouth and the opportunities that they gave you and what a brilliant club. And you're so, you're sure now, like obviously with Shuey sure. being at the leadership, like they'll go on and do brilliant things. And you you clearly genuinely want yeah. that. You started all that. Yeah, you start, yeah, yeah. And, and you genuinely want that to continue, even if it's without you. And I think we we are baffled sometimes within football that you can be so criticised when yeah. all you want to do really is a couple of things. It's progression for you from a career perspective um, with, with no, no sort of ill feeling towards your previous employer, but equally you've got a family to look after. And it's like if you, you I mean, you've said it a number of times, Sam, if you're a plumber, you know, someone and a, offers you more money. Someone offers you job. more money. Mm-hmm. Let you go. Yeah. yeah. Cool. When did your captain come out? Didn't he? And they interviewed him, didn't they, Joe? And this, and they were sort of, they were looking for obviously a bit of a story, weren't they? And yeah. he just come out and so, said you were top class, didn't he? Yeah. So what what, what happened was, uh, listen, social media is brutal, and I'm off it now. I've been off it since that time. Yeah, if any Plymouth yeah. fans were to get in contact, it's at Gav Cowan if they yeah. want. Yeah. 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 Don't don't go there. The social media that's yeah. nonsense. A, right. a lot a lot of the Plymouth fans know. I think the diehards really know. The younger generation who, who probably loved and adored me because I'd gone down there and as you say, we got it bounced. Not just yeah. me, but Chewy as well and me staff and Neil Juice. All, all, all the staff who were there, even behind the scenes, they're all fantastic blokes. Still speak to them now. And the club is on the up and the fans and you know, I had a lot of friends down there. The the, the real people really know that at some point. There's only there's two ways that they'll they'll dislike you the fans is one you're being rubbish and, and they want you out and, and you're being sacked or two you leave for a better club in a, in a in a different division they hate you as well so I think deep down a lot of them go to the left you know what I mean which you know at the point well, at the time you know I was gutted I was leaving it all behind of what we started building but at some point you've got to go because there's always another manager on in the horizon and a yeah. young manager coming through and if I wouldn't have took the Preston job someone else would have. But that would have been a loss to me. So we're all that. It was hard to take in terms of all the stuff because the club could have dealt with it better and they know that and they apologise to me that and I apologise to them. It should have been done better. 
And as you're saying, that the reporters then looking for a little angle to say about this. And Joe Edwards, the captain, come out and you know, and I kept all the messages off all the players, all the staff, and I archived them in WhatsApp because I thought I'll keep them for a rainy day because everyone thought I'd fell out with the players. Yeah. I was one of them. I was the family. I built the family. I said to the players from day one, if you become a family, you become successful. We were successful in the first season, and they've been successful this season. What she we continue to do, fantastic. And I'm thriving for him to get where I am. I want to. I want to play against him. I was. I was gutted it never happened this year because we're best of mates and we'll always be. And we talk on a daily basis, and he will take the club to the next level because he will get the opportunity to do that under the chairman and the and the, the board directors who are all good people. But as you know, not not everything can go sailing. What do I come out on Twitter or say? Listen, I'm sorry, I love you, but I'm leaving. Well, I'm still going to be hated anyway, aren't I? So yeah, yeah. It, it was dealt with wrong. I, I totally understand that, but. You know, listen, it is what it is. It's football, isn't it? You know, when it, when, it, when a special job, what I feel is a special job, I think it's a great two for me, Preston North End, and I'm a great two for them. We've sold nearly just short of 12,000 season tickets this season. The last time that happened was 50 years ago, so they can see something's building. And I've made no mistake about it. We want to try and get in the playoffs next season to try and force our way into, into the big into the big group. Well, it, le- it leads us in nicely, really, that um, obviously now Preston... All of those amazing things on the horizon, and Sam's doing a little bit of research. Sam's our like research guy, really. So teacher, yeah, most of course, inter- yeah. the most intelligent. <laughs> yeah. but not that that's if, you, not that if that's he's the most intelligent, we are all in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Sam's been doing a bit of digging on Wikipedia, and and obviously, in terms of your playing style, you like to, you know, the likes of Klopp and Guardiola and some of the other guys. And for you, is who's really influenced your career as a manager? Who's really, at the moment, who's out there, who's influencing your career that you feel like you've got a style, of, you know, well, what is your style of play? Where that come from, Gav, right, was... said uh, Benitez and Gerrard as well, I said. Yeah, well, well Stevie, Stevie's a bit different, isn't he? Because he's, he's my mate and he's been the same manager time as I am. Well, he was 23's manager or 18's manager. I was like same a scout coach, so... Man's a bit better than his. <laughs> Yours is a bit greater. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> now it is. And... It's a bit different with Stevie. I, I just loved the way Stevie was as a player and his attitude and the commitment to everything. You know what I mean? But Benitez was obviously someone I looked up to as a, as a Liverpool fan. I spent time with him when I watched Newcastle, when he was Newcastle manager a couple of times and picked his brains. Klopp, when we played in pre-season, picked his brains in there and we had a drink together. And he was saying, you know, the style of playing, which he'll bring me on nicely to in a minute. And then obviously Guardiola is, is one of the best coaches and managers in the world didn't he let alone the Premier League so what I said was at the time where that's come from was why can't my teams try and play like a Barcelona a Real Madrid a Man City a Liverpool why, why not try so their styles are all different they play 4-3-3s 4-2-3-1s some might play 3-5-2 at times so I wanted to have an attacking style of football and then when we played Liverpool pre-season Klopp said to me uh, will you be up there in the league next year we actually drew nil nil, and I went well hopefully yeah that's the plan he said, and is that your formation you're going to stick to, 3-5-2? Because you look very well organised and, you know, you're well-structured and you knew what you were doing. I said, well, it is now you've said that. What do you think, Alison? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. And I thought, right, that's that done then. We definitely can ne- never concede any goals against Liverpool when he were blowing teams away the season before anyway. I know they had a, a few missing. but And then I sort of developed the 3-5-2 and learnt on it. You know, asked loads of questions, watch people who do it. You know, managers who play a three-five-two, a three-four-three. Different managers play different style. I just wanted the Ryan Lowe style of football to be a front foot, energy, energetic, getting bodies committed in the box, pullbacks as you said, crossing the box. You know, I attack with six and defend with four. Basically, that's that's my motto. And and you know, I've had my fingers burnt before today by conceding down the other end and whatnot. 
in the championship you have to be a little bit more clever and maybe attack with five and not so much six and maybe leave one floating around the edge of the box. But I, I liked it because I was a goal scorer. I want my team, teams to obviously outscore other teams and, and, and that's how we how we basically play. So, so invariably when you say attack with a six and it's four, it's your back three and you're holding midfielder that will mm. do the predominant and then the rest of them. And sometimes we're going down the left. I, I'm now, you know, the, the, the Preston lads are just getting used to me a bit more now and saying to me left side since I've go on, keep going, yeah, step in, it. overlap, do what you need to do. And then we've got two two centre backs who'll swing around as a two, and then I'll have me four who can just sit in front there. Nine times out of ten, you know yourself, Gab, what what they're gonna leave two up? Well, there's a three v two in our favour, so yeah. that's fine. They're gonna leave one in, well, two defenders should be able to look after one, and then yeah. the ball comes out, me midfield's on the front foot. So you know, I try and be positive and, and brave in, in decisions of, especially when the ball's in in, in the in the final tier to to get overloads and create plenty of chances. And football's changing so quickly. Like, what is the demand of players now compared to when we first started? That is is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. Do your team have to be super fit? Yeah, especially so, playing three five two, the wing so backs under under K between the whole team should should more or less guarantee a win. Yeah, because that means your 10 out of your yeah. players have yeah. all done 10k now I don't look at that all the time I, it's lot, scary how it, it is, is yeah though, like some it? of them like you know me, me left side the centre back and me right side the centre back are finding themselves doing 11, 11k or 10.5k and they're like wow like, that's because I want you to join in me wing backs are up yeah. and down 10k 11k me number 8 are running you know me strikers you know me number me number 4 who, who like he'll come off the pitch Ben White at times go I've covered 10 and a half, 11k there and I go yeah good so, and he's supposed to be a number four to, to sit there and dictate. Yeah. And dictate and it, depends. <laughs> it depends what type of game you're in, doesn't it? And, you know, if you're in a competitive game and it's end-to-end -end and there's two teams, you, you've got to be about. And, you know, I, I've got a rule with, with my lads. All, your, all recovery runs are sprints. You know, they're not jogs. You don't just jog back. Joe Edwards, I, I singled him out when we were at Plymouth and I highlighted him in front of the group. He was a captain. He jogged back and we conceded the goal. And he went, it weren't my fault, Gaffer. I said, no, it weren't. But look at your, look at your run. And he was jogging. And I ousted him out on it. And a few weeks later, he, he took it to be fair because he's a good captain, good leader, and a good lad. A couple of weeks later, 92nd minute, his recovery run was a sprint, and he basically saved us a goal from conceding a goal. And I highlighted that again with the group. When see, three weeks ago, I was giving you a goal for that. Three weeks later, look what you're doing for the team. Perfect. That's what I want. So, again, you know, you can't just jog back no more. Give the ball away, no problem. Just try and get it back. It's, it's you know? not far off being a common denominator, is it? Like you, what you were saying there, Dave. It's, it is, if, if you can get your team doing 100k, it's very, very rare. Obviously, there's going to be occasions, but it's very rare you're not winning games or certainly well, you're well in it. Unless someone does 110k. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, it can happen. It can happen, but yeah. you know, we, we've been done by teams. We, we haven't covered nowhere near 100 and we beat teams comfortably. So, but again, if, if, you, if you go 2-0 up in the first 20 minutes, you can you can sort of see the game out, can't you? You don't have to be bombing forward. If you're chasing the game, it, it can be a little bit different. But look, the eyes don't lie. They have all the stats and that yeah. now, all the GPRSs, but... I know Dave Edwards is a runner from midfield. You, you know he's going to run yeah. whatever all game. You know Sam's going to run up and down. You know you're just going to sit there and just sit and dictate, <laughs> fix just it in, dictate, dictate, and just hit it on a dial. You know, don't you? You know, I remember there's no like, hiding place. You see him with the aerial jewels and all that. Like, no, no one can come. You have argument. No one can come back because nah, you've no, got every, all the stats. Everything's there, yeah. there, isn't it? You know, chances and pullbacks and can you see that pass? Why didn't you pull that back to him? Didn't see him. Stop lying. Your eyes are up. You can't see him. Yeah, <laughs> you just didn't want to pass yeah. to him. Which again, it, you know, selfish strikers. Selfish strikers will do that, and, and they'll try and score. No, no problem in that. I haven't got a problem in any of that. But what I do want is a team ethic that that can run, work hard. If you're outwork your opposition, but play your nice style and your brand of football. You know, I like to think nine times out of ten, you you, you, you win more than you. You can't lose. carry players anymore either, no, can you? No. Not the days have gone of having a bit of a. 
a maestro or a maverick in the middle of the park who's I'd have struggled just, in today's you know, game then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, you, you, you have to, to. You have to. The other teams are running, especially, and I think the championship more than any other league is an example of that. I had, so a, lad, I had a lad in my team, right, and, and he struggled 10 minutes ago and we winning the game and he was going sick at half time and I said to him just before I was making a sub, you're all right? And he went, I'm all right. I went, okay, I'll, I'll trust him. He's a senior, senior pro. He nearly cost us the game. I had to move him from one position to another position just to protect him. And he went, there's no way he was going to come off with sick. I said, yeah, well, next time you make sure you come off. Because I made a sub and I could have brought him off, but he could have cost us the game. Yeah. It, it, only for me thinking, I've made the sub, he's struggling, but he's not going to tell me he's struggling. Yeah. I'm going to have to move him somewhere else to, to, to get him out the crap, basically. And then I made a point of saying to him, don't ever do that again because you'll never play for me. Yeah. And that's just being honest with the players. You know, I feel like, for me, I, I'm a good man manager. I, I know what they need. I know what I can give them. I know what excites them. You know, and, and if I can continue to do that and they give me everything back on a pitch, then... then, then You've got to understand it's, it's a 14-player game or 15-player, yeah. well, 16-player. Right. I mean, the squad many subs you can make, you well, need all of them Because in one sense, sight. it's commendable, isn't it? It's yeah. like you've got a player going, Gaffer, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. So in one sense, you're thinking he wants to throw himself on the sword and all that. But like what you're saying there is that honesty. Understand, yeah. Of being yeah. like, it's not about you. Look, I've got more respect for you if you can just say, look, I'm in trouble here. And I'll tr- I'll trust you that you're being genuine. 100%, and we'll, yeah, you, so give, you give me an hour, absolute balls out, and you say to me, right, I'm ready to come yeah, off. So you prefer that, that, that all day. That's what I want. You know that that's what I've said to him. And now, because I was a new manager coming into Preston North End, a few of the players are like, oh, I'm really sure he knows that. Is he is he testing me? Because there's a lot of things in football, isn't he? he? Used to say, is he testing me? And me he said I can have a day off. Is he testing me? See if I really come in. So I, I'm not a tester, me. I, I'm just straight down the middle. But that's yeah. that's hard though, Roy, isn't it? Because obviously the, there's managers at Preston, and those players have, yeah. have have had previous managers who will have an ulterior motive, who will yeah. play them silly little yeah, games yeah, that we yeah. all know. We all know those the sort of unwritten rules, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, of yeah. like this silly little game and a manager. So then you come in, breath of fresh air, and you're right. Listen. Like one thing that will happen here is honesty. Yeah. Like what you get with me, there's no hidden agenda. Yeah. This is what this is what I genuinely believe. I'm yeah. giving you a day yeah. off. Is that a test? No. I've already told you. I want you to like. Are you going to be all right? I expect the same yeah. in return. Yeah. You can understand from the players' point of view why they're a little bit reluctant to to totally. Yeah, and obviously that takes it. time, I, doesn't I, it? I do get it, but I think look, it wouldn't take if I didn't know you. It wouldn't take me long to figure you out. That's the way I look yeah. at it. Don't take it won't take you too long to figure me out because I always say there's no grey areas. It's just black and white. So. If it's taking you four, five, six months to work me out, then we shouldn't be working together because I, I'm not that type. I'm not a tester. Them days have gone, oh, I'll test them on this, test them on that. Nah, they, it, it's it's bull, bull, bullshit. Really so are you me. starting at a position of trust? Are you are you, yeah, are you yeah. saying, listen, let's not waste time tr- yeah. like building. Let's trust just start other, yeah. there. Trust each other. So we have a well-being, we have a well-being um, thing of a morning and it's it's an iPad. I don't know whether you've yeah, had yeah. it. And you, you, yeah. you go in and you, you'll put your thing on and... And one player put it... Just put to see it, how they feel. Just to see how they feel. So then that for me... What, they give it a scale score? Yeah, yeah so, how tired so they're feeling, how well they slept. How slept, you've, you know what I mean? And again, that, that got brought in the crew and I was like, oh, you have to put it on you sleep, I've done, I'll just do this, do that. And a lot of people just follow the number above them. But I thought, no, you know what? I need to know if my centre-back who's played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday is fatigued, is tight, is stiffness, is his calf, so, you know, whatever. And then what one lad put... Uh, so obviously the lesser number is... Yeah, now because the two or the three, you, you can't say yeah. four or a five. One lad put a, put a, a seven, and we're in fifth of the weekend. And I went, why, why did you put a seven? Yeah, I didn't want to tell you the way. I went, well, that's not good to me. You <laughs> need to tell me you get a yeah. five 
or a four, so I know I can take you out the team, you know what I mean? It's no love lost. I'm not going to have a go at you because you're not available. I need to know, because as you used to said, championships are relentless. Yeah. You know, if, if you're not going to be fifth in 90 minutes, no point you're even playing. You're saying I actually will respect you more, more. by telling me the truth. It's, it's, diff- like it's difficult for players, though. You don't want to yeah. lose your place. You don't want to yeah. do... I know, yeah. But Dave, years ago... Difficult, isn't it? Because you, you, Sam would never say, oh, I'm struggling yeah. here with an hamstring or a dead leg. Yeah. You wouldn't do that. Now, I think it's different because the, the rotation in the, in, um, in the squads and that now and, and, and changing you know personnel for different games and tactically changes, tactical changes, it happens, doesn't it? And the more players acceptable. have to buy into it. It's more acceptable it's now. More because accept- yeah, you're yeah, accepted wanna, more not the players it wears back in the If you want to be successful, you've got to be successful. Whoever's stepping in for you. You know, like I'm looking for two goalkeepers now and I'm like making sure that the two of them are mates and, you know, you're not going to backstab him and go, yeah. that one he's just let in under his arm or, you know, you've got to be on the same page because if you're successful as number one, number two will be successful behind you. Absolutely. Definitely. Good culture to bring. What would you say are your main qualities in man management? Yeah, look, I think my man management is probably one of my qualities because I know what the players want and, and I get round them a, a bit and, you know, I'll have a bit of banter with them, and you know, I don't you, mind the you players. You retired a few years ago as well, haven't you? So well, you know, yeah, four years ago, I'm more or less retired. But did you find it hard to? Sorry, go back to you, Barry. Did you find it hard to separate that from a player first, to a manager? At first, I bet you did, yeah. But what I had to do, Dave, was um, I had to like nail it down and said to the players, "Look, it's not Lowy anymore; it's Gaffer." And I had one or two who, who were there that still call me Lowy, and I go, "Okay, that's fine, no problem." But they weren't even playing, and I knew why they were doing it. So yeah. that was at Berry. So I thought, okay, sound. So I'd just say, all right, yeah. But I'd never call them their name or if it was John or Dave, I'd never say their names. I'd say, all right, lad, you okay? Because I thought, if you can't tell me, you can't say to me, morning gaffer, I'm never going to give you anything back to say morning Dave or morning you know, Gav or Sam, whatever. I'm just going to say, oh, morning lad. And go to Plymouth, it's a clean slate. And then, so it's a yeah, lot easier, well, and then look, the, the lads were fine. You know, every, everywhere I've gone in, I've just set the stall out straight away. This is me. I'm just I'm straight down the middle, black and white. There's no secrets. If you need anything from me, I'm with you. I'll support you through thick and thin as a manager. Anything apart from other, you know, certain things. What you know, people get into trouble for different things, but I'm with you all the way in it because I always feel if I can give them everything, I want my players to go away and go love playing for them. And 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 the feedback I've had over the years, that's what a lot of players have said. You mentioned before you had a five-year plan when you were at Berry. I suppose you're not. How far into that five-year plan are you now? And are you further than what you ever years, imagined? Well, I had a, you know what, Dave? I had a five-year plan to be a coach. A, a, like a, a first-team, a coach. Development coach first. First-team coach. Then assistant manager for a couple of years. And then a manager. So, like, however way it went, over five years. Well ahead of schedule. <laughs> and it, it just come, like, right. within five years, well, four years, I'm, I'm in the championship now. So, I'm like, whoa. But... I, I, people say to me, have you had time to evaluate and what you've done? I'm like, no, I'm just constantly on the go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Listen, I've had some great family time now over this summer. You know, we're back in a few weeks and then, you know, I'll just go again, head on and, and see where it takes. And you go. set targets, personal targets in oh, terms of obviously um, your team and things. No, look, got- I, I've got ambition, obviously, to, to, to manage in the Premiership against some fantastic and world-class managers. How do I get the Premiership? I get the Premiership by taking the team the Premiership and getting promoted. I don't think there's many young managers like me outside the Premier League who may get an opportunity. I don't know. It might change over the next five years, but as as we speak today, if a cha- if a, if a Premiership job come available, they're going for them and they're not looking at any young coaches, managers coming through who've had success. So my way to get to the Premiership is by getting the team promoted. And you're at a good place at the moment. And we're at a fantastic football club. The resources, the, the, the training ground's unbelievable. We've got a fantastic chairman in, in, in Craig Emmings. A fantastic CEO, if you like, sporting director in, P- in Peter Ridsdale, and you know 
the board are fantastic, the people at Preston are fantastic, the fans are bought into everything we're trying to do, the staff, the players. So with a few more additions over the next few weeks, hopefully we can we can mount that challenge, mate. Yeah. And it's been an unbelievable journey to get there. So obviously you've gone right through the ranks, League Two, obviously been promoted a couple of times now in the championship. What what's the difference from being a League Two manager <laughs> to a championship manager? I, I think the players the quality in, in League Two and League One, there's a lot of good qualities there. The, the, the championship players are units, the, the big fellas. Uh, and ultimately, you're managing lads who've been on bigger, bigger money for as long as whatever. You will get some e- some egos along the way. We, we haven't got any at Preston because I wouldn't allow it. But what you've got to try and drill into them is, for me as a manager, is don't just settle for the championship. Some people will settle for the championship. I said about the, the Preston North End team and the Preston North End teams over the years, they've just settled to be mediocre and... and Finish in the top twelve, if you like, or anywhere from fourteen to twelve or tenth. In the championship, Ryan, you can live a live a really suck, like happy life. You can secure your financial future yeah. forever, can't you? So you can see why that is. In League Two, you're scrapping, aren't you? Because you are, have to earn the money. Yeah. You want to get more money. League, I think championship, you could play for five years in the championship. And, and do you know what, mate? Okay. Some players have earned a lot of money, haven't they? And that's through no fault of their own. They've been given big contracts and come from Premiership clubs and whatnot. It is what it is. What, what what I don't want to settle for. I always think if you're successful, the money will come anyway, won't it? Whatever way you you know, however way it is, because if you're successful and you've come from League Two to the Championship, well, of course, everyone knows it goes up. The money goes up. The wages go up. The budgets get bigger. But what what I'm saying is, don't just settle for being a Championship player. Go to that next level. You know, you look at the, the lad. Um, is it Luke Ayling? Is it at, at, yeah, uh, Leeds. at Leeds? Yeah. And and this is not a criticism of him, by the way. But he was playing conference football, I think, for Yeovil. And went right the way through the ranks and ended up in the Premiership. And he's a solid left back, isn't he? He's not he's not a well beater, he's not like a you know, a fantastic player who who's played in so many, you know, leagues up and down all over the world. He, he's he's just a, a decent enough player. But his life's changed for the best because he's been in the premiership. And now what he has done is he's made the most of it, hasn't he? Made yeah, the most attitude. of what he is. So attitude, application, spot on. And I use him for hide and seek. I used to use um, Catamol. Catamol. Yeah. I used to use Catamol <laughs> who, who yeah. played in the premiership for years as a, yeah. as like you know solid all rounder. We're, we're an outstanding player, but must have graced the premiership for ten years. Yeah. You know, Dave's done it. Come from conference right yeah. away to the Premier League. I, I just feel if you if you want to do it and you want to be successful. You've got to keep working your socks off, and that's my my message to our players: is don't just settle for mediocre championship. Go and secure your families and your, your kids' futures for the for the next 20, 30, 30 years by getting to the Premier League. You could sign one player. Sign why? One player. Then. One player playing football now, so you can have anyone. Anyone from the- this would probably kill me. This because he's present. 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 Yeah, present. Playing at the moment. Present. You're gonna go Liverpool player. Probably. No, I, I'm not. I, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Phil Foden. Why? I, I just think he's going to be like the best player on earth in the next couple of years. Even now, he's 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 a joke, isn't he? Would you love to manage him? I think he'd be a boss down to earth kid. He's a stock poor kid, rough and ready. Well, in fact, I know he's a down to earth kid because I know a, a mutual friend who, who who looks after him, and uh, I haven't said him because of him. I've just said him because if any kids want to be a footballer, just watch him. He's based on the scene at what fifteen, sixteen was he at Man City? He's still only what now nineteen? Is he or twenty? He's going to be a superstar for England in the World Cup. So I think I'd say Phil Foden. He's just that kid, isn't he? Like you see videos oh, of him on YouTube. Like my boy gets it up yeah. and he's like, he's just Makes playing with that, that, that sit. Yeah, <laughs> makes his mate on the street and just playing in between the cars, yeah. mugging all of his mates off and that. And he's like, got his 
Man City shorts and he's like, right, I'm going to have to shoot, lads. I've got training. Love football, <laughs> well, you said that you'd love to yeah. manage a kid, right, wouldn't you, who just loves football like that? goes back to a Rooney, doesn't it? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It must be easy, same. Gerard, it must be easy, easy to manage in some ways, aren't they? Because they love it. They turn up and they love it. Come from nothing and have now graced it. They're just unbelievable. Aren't they? There's a common denominator there. I, I think lads who come from nothing, like yeah. they've just got that desire, haven't they? And that yeah. absolute hunger. Love yeah. resilience, yeah. Right. What we do, right, all the time is you have to pick a five a side team. With, so what do we do? Should we do people with um you well, you don't have to pick us pampers. I think it's probably safer doing play, players you played with rather players than pissing people with. off. You manage. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't think you want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you better say players that you've played with, haven't you, rather than who, who are you gonna put and go? Yeah. A lot you've been a lot of clubs. Who have you got? Who, who, who some of your gonna, top keepers you've played with? John, I'm going to put in goal because he used to jump everywhere. Stuart Tomlinson played with him at Caribbean and on have a decent career at Bate and Albion and all that. And then he become a, he could become a wrestler, didn't he? Yeah. Went over to I America. Well, <laughs> he, 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 Google him, lads. Wait until you so see you, the body so you on him. Stuart Tomlinson Stuart, instead of Joe Hart. Okay, yeah, but Joe's so. big six foot seven dangly thing, and he can't get down for five side goals. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking five side goals as well, though? Yeah, just yeah. put Joe's up front for his one, wouldn't he? Five bales, you had five kind of bales. Who was you playing defence? Who was the best or best defender you played with? Best defender I played with. I'm gonna say one of my good mates, Jed Nolan, the Bears go centre half captain, Skip. He'd be made up of giving him a shout out. He was he's like just around like that. Everything was dead. He's a little bit like you, Gav. He was just dead calm and you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything was like easy ozy, you know what I mean? I, I played with them not long ago and he's still running around just like So we had after I'd have to put Jed Nolan. What about midfielders? Are you going for what, one defender? Oh, you have one defender. One, two, one. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's one, one, it? yeah, it's yeah, one defender. Yeah. You only need one, don't you? Yeah. And a keeper. That's you don't want too defense, many defenders yeah. in the ten a penny, aren't no. you? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, midfielder. One and after. Got to be careful. I don't want to miss anyone out here. It was a chef word. You must have had some good midfield. Donkeys, them. David. <laughs> <laughs> what about your mate, Shuey? Yeah, you know what? I'd had, oh, I'd, yeah. Do you know what, He's mate? a player, though, yeah, to be I'd, fair to Shuey. Do you know what? I'd have to put Shuey in or eyes. He'll kill me because he is actually a decent five-a-side player. When we were down, yeah. we used to have a five-a-side every Thursday night, I think it was. And we played it for a while before COVID it. And it was my team against this, but I, my team used to always win, and me and him were so competitive. Like, <laughs> and that was brilliant. So, I yeah, seen him play five so, when I come to watch it. He's, what, not, what, he's not the most mobile. Not no, mobile. No, no, no. <laughs> but on the five all right, though. Yeah. But back in the day, he was, he was a I very good was, player. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he was my age, player. and I remember at sort of 15, 16, 17. England, he was England. He was yeah, the main, he was he was the main one. Well, I was safe to Neil Juicenip, who I brought down to Plymouth as director of football. Neil was his manager. At, uh, at Everton and stopped them going to West Ham and Liverpool for a million quid. He should have let you go. No, I couldn't let the captain of England oh, leave and I said, well, no. Shuey, that's why you're yeah. batting around the lower league. So I tell you who I'm going to put in the left side of him as well and, and just because of Shuey is uh, Peter Sweeney. Did you play with, do you know him? No, no. Left footer, played at Stoke and uh, Berry. He had an unbelievable left foot on him, was, was a joke. He, 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 he lefties are the best, he isn't was, he? He was, he was, no, it's the best right, team. You just don't like know it. any of them, but <laughs> he, he was unbelievable. So, yeah, so we're going to go Stuart Tomlinson, Jed Nolan, Stephen Schumacher, who was a Peter Sweeney, Sweeney, Sweeney centre forward. And my centre forward is going to be Luke Rogers. Oh, oh, 
I feel sick. Say you, mate. I feel uh, sick. He'll be buzzing with that. Do you know why? Don't he's the one again. He couldn't he's pop a bag of cement. Yeah, no, but it's five sides, and then he just smashes everything. Yeah, he's going to put in the charge. Yeah, destroy everybody. He never had no finesse or nothing. He used to stab this ball with them Nike Nike Mercurials, and he used to go. Bang! Yeah, you would, you would take the leather play with, weren't you? You would like. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a uh, we had a good relationship when we played together. When Jemson, as I said, was either throwing one in or was sick or whatever, me and him used to play, and we had a we had a great relationship. We scored a few goals together, but yeah. So five aside, centre forward, number nine, Luke Rogers. It's a Brilliant good team. Man. It's Brilliant a good man. team. Look up Peter Sweeney, trust me. Definitely, left, and uh, the wrestler as well, Stuart Tomlinson. Stuart Tomlinson, <laughs> definitely going to look <laughs> in. I'm all over him. Ryan, might have a career change. Thanks so much. Amazing story no that problem. from Bursko 18 to managing the championship. That's a nice Amazing story. And again, like we have all the guests have been great person, first and foremost. That's the most My important pleasure, thing, lads. isn't it? So yeah. thank you so much. No got, I've got to say, I've got to say, and I'm going to put this out there now, Probably for me personally, that's that's probably the best one in terms of fascinating getting to talk about like man, teams. Man's and a different insight in it from yeah. like where, where you come from. Want. I think you know likes of lads who've you know been successful, yeah, that, and, and we're ready on the on the, on the trail to go. Like you know, all due respect, Dave knew he was going to get where he wanted to get to. He come through a decent enough academy at the time, played you know professional football at a young age, and you now we man Joe and they went on had great careers. And I think someone like mine who, who who've had to. You know, you're saying about kicking balls around the streets. Well, he used to play Kirby's every day, and you know, using cars for goals and stuff like that. It was, but again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. I knew I weren't good enough at a younger age, and then you have to develop it and you have to learn to to get where you want to get to, and, but, and that's what we. And do. as a manager, you've actually you've over, you've achieved more as a manager than what you did as a player in terms of the level that you're at, haven't mm. you? As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, long might continue, mate. Yeah. yeah, well, who oh, knows where we're going to end up? And um, off to Spain next week. Not going to Plymouth for holidays, no. Definitely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of there. And how good, are these, so um, how good are these three tons, by the way, we've been given? We'll get three we'll get three of these and get Ryan a pint of Gaviscon. Yeah, yeah, you might want to put some um, Rennies in with that. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely, thank nah, you for that. Thanks, thanks, well done everybody. Love it, Lowy. love it, Lowy. Yeah, quality. If you, need a, if you need a, if you want to follow us. Yes, we're at uh, in the stiffs at gmail.com and everything on social media is at in the stiffs. So, you know, anybody wants any t- uh, questions answered, any information, anyone wants another t-shirt, all those t-shirts will be going out this week. Check um, out our YouTube and look at Gav's new jumper as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what have we got here? Got this uh, in the stiffs, embroidered, given to us by Prince Pro. So new company who well are done. doing all kits and everything that they can print on, basically. And Gav, can you get some aircon in here because it's roasting? Absolutely, yeah. I was buzzing I've got this hoodie I'll, I'll on. i the bar, Gav, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's looking all right. Brilliant. Thanks very much, everybody. Thank, thank you. Thank Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Just do want to say a massive thank you to our new sponsors, Budget Motors Group been absolutely fantastic everything they've done so far been down to their showrooms yeah lovely lovely people aren't they amazing really lucky and back by dave edwards as well that's all they're in it for really aren't they? Well, of course. they're not bothered about me and you it's nice to, nice to get me, me and you to come along is it and spend 50 quid isn't it yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure they're overly bothered but yeah they've got dave and they yeah, yeah. <laughs>